Because his dad played drums on this song. We're doing under pressure, motherfucker. Under pressure. Come on, Rufus. Rufus, you're under pressure right now. Hit us with it. Here it comes. Come on, Rufus. boys we are back for another week of svs fly fishing podcast and um just like this intro everything tonight is going to take a little bit longer because we got three times the guests this evening and uh i jay you and i have some stories about the foo fighters oh yeah uh, yeah so um i think we should do a little tribute to taylor and uh in and all that but sure. tonight's show is being brought to you by Predator Flag Gear. Check them out at PredatorFlagGear.com. A-Rex Hooks. Find them Sims Fishing. SimsFishing.com. Hey, tonight's show is being recorded live from the Urban Fly Company studios. Check Mark out at UrbanFlyCompany.com. Yeah, if you're looking at... I completely <laughs> blanked out there. I was, I was thinking, I need to get my mic turned up, and then it hit me. I was like, wait. There, right, we go. there we go. Perfect. <laughs> All right, now we're back on. Uh, if you're looking to uh, invest a little money, get a hold of Michael down to Earth Wealth Management. 
Queen City Guiding. QueenCityGuiding.com. And uh, if you're going to, don't call the bank, call Frank. Also, um, I think sometime during the week, I, I messaged Ryan. He's going to have a baby on Friday. Oh, boy. Um, Friday is also the first day of trout in Western New York. Um, if so, he's going to be trout fishing while his kids, while his wife's giving birth. He is not, but I, I said, <laughs> hey, if we can get the crew together on a midweeker and just like promote the shop and do a little pre-trout season talk, uh, would you guys be down for that? Talking to Ryan for a little bit in the middle of the week. Hell yeah, we'll figure that out. Yeah, for we'll, sure. we'll, we'll figure it out. Have to put a, put a solid time on, but yeah, and then uh, then maybe just release it next Sunday because uh. Next Saturday is our first day of trout, and I know I'm going out of town, and I know Jay is going to do some trout fishing, and I know Mark is going to spit on whatever we're thinking about doing. So <laughs> I'm going fishing for muskies. <laughs> it's musky season now. Sure, sure is. Oh, yeah. It's great weather out there today, guys. Oh, <laughs> Western Pennsylvania sure. is loving springtime. <laughs> Let me tell you what. Oh, man. <laughs> I sat around and did shit today in my pajamas. I was actually relatively productive today. I got the boat project next to being done. I have a couple pinholes that I welded in, and I I can't get them. I can't weld the pinholes because I keep making new pinholes. So uh, Johnny was going to do it, but now he has to go work on his house. And uh, I said, I'm already in flip-flops. I'm I'm out of the working mode, man. (laughs) But, yeah, it's a... The boat project is next to being done. Nice. We did some uh, working yesterday, Chad. Oh my you God! Talk Jay. about that, or you want to get into Friday, or you want to? You have anything first, Mark? Yeah, you uh, want to talk about tie-in night? Yeah, we had a good tie-in night. Um, had a handful of people drive in this. So, I guess two for anyone listening that doesn't know, we'll be starting back up probably somewhere in September range. But this last few months, we kind of shifted back into. Uh, like a little back room in Michael's studio that's nice. And it's kind of a nice little setup layout. Got a big, long table, and we filled her up last night. I like yeah. that, yeah, you can walk out in the hallway and, you know, like even a, couple, a month or two ago when we were there, you know, people were out and conversating out there. Mm-hmm. People were you got like a couple little extra separate. You got like a foyer yeah. entryway there and a couple like separate room, but it worked out good. And yeah, cause like in that room packs up, then we're going out. So the last couple of months have been good, and uh, this last one was fun. So there were more people, uh, some new faces? Yeah, we had, uh, well, John drove in from Cleveland. Oh, jeez, I, I wish yep. I would have known. And then, uh, well, Derek came, he, he was there, then who else new face-wise? Uh, we had a guy from Newcastle come up. So, yeah, a couple, couple new faces. Cool. Uh, some of the same old faces? Yep. Michael, Michael and everybody Chris, around? Yep, Chris came. Rick cool. come? Rick came, yep. Oh yeah, local Rick. Yeah, local Rick yeah. from uh, yeah, from the TU, local uh, TU banquet yeah. was Friday. She swung over there first, and then okay, cool. Went to it. Is it was it still at the the hotel in West Middlesex? No, it is over at Tiffany's. Oh, okay, over in Brookfield. Brookfield. Yep. Hmm. Yep. <clears throat> Good yeah, deal. They hold it there. Uh, trout for Pennsylvania? No, for uh, Chapter or Nineteen. For, okay. The Nishanik Chapter. Oh, okay. Yeah, they had their meeting. I think there's like, like probably someone in there with 300 people there. Holy smokes. Huh. Mm-hmm. No wonder they needed such a big venue. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. What, it used to be at the Radisson, then it was at uh, 
the Holiday Inn, and now I think it's over there. Uh, anyone I always went to was always to Radisson. No, I went to like, like three or four. But. Yeah. I never went to any of them. I, Shalacy asked me to go a couple times, but I never went. Just had other things going on. We were at the dealership. The dealership would sponsor a table, so I would Oh, there you get go. One. Yeah, so you get free that. drinks for the night. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, all it worked out good. That's all that matters at the end of the day. Yeah, mm-hmm. Toyota had this little like grassroots program for doing local stuff and, and part of it, and they paid for it. Beautiful. Hell yeah. But yeah, so I mean, Italian night, we'll we'll get back up and going again. We'll talk about you know a little more as we get closer, but kind of ended the year well there and got a lot of new faces involved. So I'm sure as it progresses now, there's gonna be be some more got, faces yeah, we got coming a, we around. Got a crew coming now, and there's a variety. So we got people tying trout. We got people tying you know obviously the bigger stuff, but there's a little bit of everything going on now. So it's it's neat. Good deal. That that's that's cool to have the uh, the diversity in the the group. Yep. And then you got guys like you no know, John coming down. He's doing you now swinging for steelhead and stuff. So you got different conversations going on about all kinds of different fishing locally, which is neat. Absolutely. And then Jay and I on Friday night we had trout camp for uh, for the kids. Um, everyone knows first day trout's next weekend for re- Pennsylvania residents, um, but. This past Saturday was Youth Mentor Day, so it's, and it's gotten a lot. That has gotten a lot more popular since they came. Since they, you know, what they made it up like six years ago, five years ago, something like that. Something like that, man. Uh, it seems like the popularity of it's really grown. Was uh, there more people in that spot you guys go? Oh yeah, was there? There were people everywhere. <laughs> like, that was good. Yeah, there were. There everywhere. really were, and <laughs> yeah. there were a ton of, but they. Stocking seemed to be pretty well this year. They stocked crap out of them. Yeah, <laughs> really? there are a lot of fish in I that think, hole. I think we touched every fish in the hole. Well, you know, and <laughs> well, that Friday we got any giant ones again. Um, uh, what Jesse's buddy hooked a uh, giant one, big one, yeah, broke off a big rainbow. Yeah. He wasn't with us. No, yeah, but so. we know who he was. <laughs> yeah. But Friday we all came over to Chad's house and had a little. What'd you cook, Chad? Oh, what did I cook? I cook I cook smash burgers for the kids and for the adults, and then we cook s'mores on the grill. Let me tell you what, s'mores on a grill is the way to do it. Yeah. Don't worry about making a fire. Just do it over charcoal. Yeah, really. Like a consistent flame. Yeah. Oh my god. It's you could toast a marshmallow just perfect. And then Jay was like peeling the outside cooked marshmallow off. And then we'd recook the inside because my wife got these gigantic marshmallows. <laughs> So we were double cooking marshmallows. It, oh, they're so freaking good. They were. They were. That's I, the I first did, s'more I did smash I've one. Yeah, it hasn't been quite a while. It's the first, first like s'more I've had. a baked potato and a marshmallow. Probably, <laughs> probably eight or nine years. Yeah, been quite a while. It and wasn't then, uh, bad. Smash burgers were on point, Chad, like usual. Thank you very much. Um, and then we got all the, the rods ready, got the kids. Jay's daughter stayed tonight. The kids were all fed good. Man, it it couldn't have happened any better. And then speaking of that, I was a terrible, terrible father, and I I saw this book on my counter today, and uh, it was funny. Looked in there, and it was you know, it was, uh, Riley started keeping a little diary. Was it "Go to the Fuck to Sleep" by Samuel L. Jackson? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. But it was, it was funny because uh, she said uh, something about uh, it's first day of trial tomorrow. Uh, I think I'm going to have a sleepover at Nolan's house. I'm so excited. 
da 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 Dear Diary. It was right now like Dear Diary. You know, I'm having a sleepover at Nolan's tomorrow. I'm so excited. But it was my wife. My wife immediately, she crept in there real hard, read it all, took pictures, sent them to your wife. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Is there no privacy? And that's what he said. Fucking come on. I, I shouldn't Poor even kid. Have, I shouldn't even have fucking picked the thing up in the first place. I felt terrible even looking at it. Oh, yeah. And then I, I did mention something to my wife about it, which I should have just left it alone. But Yeah, you should have just like put it in, under your daughter's bed. Yeah, or put it, yeah, put it back somewhere in her room. Yeah, but yeah, well, you know. She was excited to come over and hang out, so. And uh, have the, the trout camp. I'll tell you what. Um. We told Jay we would be at his house at quarter to seven in the morning. We got there at 7.05. I said, Jay, I'm, I'm a little bit late. I'm sorry. I had two women to get ready in the morning. God. <laughs> My wife was doing her fucking hair. Jay's daughter was looking for her jacket. I was like, oh, God. Can you girls just get ready? <laughs> it was the worst. I'm like... I, I don't mean to sound sexist, but it was the worst. Like <laughs> Jay and I will fart twice, roll over, and like get up yeah. and, and be ready. A cup of coffee. I'm, I'm, and then you know you dropped my uh, daughter off at my house, and then I'm sitting. You left and went down there, and I'm still sitting there. Like my daughter's still grabbing shit at my house, and your wife was putting her waiters on. I'm like, I'm like in the in my breezeway, like standing there in full fucking waiters, ready to go, sweating my sack off. Like, what the fuck is happening and here? Then, yeah, and then you're getting worked up because you're getting uh, you're mad. Yeah, yeah so you're then you're sweating. Yeah. The next thing you know, you're getting ready. You walk outside and you like get a chill and you're freezing because you're sweating underneath. So. We had we did my nephews came over on uh, Friday night as well though. But was fun. we we had one thing in common though, the two women in my house, one of them was my wife and your daughter, and we were late getting to your house. And then the two women at your house was your wife and your daughter, and you were late getting to the creek. I wasn't late getting to the creek. I was later who, than you were. Who, we were still on time. <laughs> who's the uh, <laughs> the crux in that? It's oh, I little know. Miss Rye. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck to your uh, your son. <laughs> oh, my son's gonna date someone punctual. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the p word I'm putting there. <laughs> but yeah, your your nephews came. Uh, <clears throat> Adam and Mikey were out of town. Yep. God, yeah, they were that, over in Philadelphia. Those kids, those kids, I think caught more trout than anyone else. Yeah. Yeah, they're uh, L- little they're Nathan there. had had on or Papa Rick hooking fish for him. <laughs> so who do you think's gonna reel in the most fish? Little Nathan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he was with he was with Papa Rick, and then, then yeah. Lucas had a uh, Papa Dale, yep. who spent the entire day tying on lures. <laughs> oh my! It but, was a good time. Uh, Chad and I got right into the spot, and it it changed so yeah, much yeah. from last year. God. There was a big tree that was uh, sticking out from River Right. It totally yeah. blew down, and it extended the hole probably 50 yards and, further downstream. Yeah, and dredged it all out. Okay. It made it way deeper. So wherever there was riprap before, that's like the head of the hole So now. like if you walk down to the left there where that all turned like riprap and had like them side pockets on the undercut there, that's all dredged through that now. Yeah, man. Oh, okay. Huh. So where where there was riprap before, that's, that's the head of small mouth in the summertime there. That's the head of the hole. And okay. The main channel and hole now is 
down like, like past where the tree starts almost way down from where that tree was overhanging okay yeah mm-hmm. like huh so we had moved to walk it down 50 60 feet yards yards yeah, yeah. a ways oh, man. yeah a ways wow. so it, that is that pool up there still existent it's there but like i said it's the head of the hole it's not it's like it's been filled in by sediment it doesn't so hook. Like, it doesn't so, hook as hard around that. So where the now. like the clear cut on the bend is there, that's all just like riffle now. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. But it still seems like that would be a nice cut bank. That is a nice cut bank yeah. there if you were to be able to get up in there and swing it in. Well, here here's what to think about where the riprap stopped. Mm-hmm. That's starting to erode out oh. under the road, like toward the road. Yeah. And they're going to have to do the same thing there. Make a deeper it. hole over that way. It's starting gotcha. to push down. You're almost not going to be able to walk up around that then. It's tough, man. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot harder to walk through. The, and then it bet. pushed a bunch of water off the other side. So that's all deep now and fast. Yeah, we had some massive flooding there for a bit. And that rearranged everything. It's going to be interesting going this year and seeing all the change. In that was the, a in huge, huge tree, too. We're not talking a little tree. That thing was that's massive. Been there, that's been there for since we were in high school, Jay. Yeah. I mean, for I real. I mean, I've noticed that's, just in the last couple months on foot in places I've went, just there's been changes at them places already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big changes. Uh, but going into Saturday, yeah, man, we got there. It was, it was fun, man. It was just a slaughter fest, you know. As soon as 8 <laughs> o'clock dropped, it was just... Nolan cast in this guy, and Nolan hooks one, Riley hooks one, and uh, or one of our other kid we went to school with, Jay, his, him and his son came down. And they're usually there every year, and they're hooking them left and right, some nice ones. And there was a there was a Palomino out there, and uh, we it kept making an appearance. It kept showing yeah. its face. Yeah, it kept showing up. Showing little up. orange face. Well, <laughs> my daughter had already caught a bunch of fish, and she was like. Dad, I'm getting hangry. I want to go get some food. <laughs> yeah, she was. She said, she, she said, well, she didn't call her Hot Pam, but she called her Mean Pam, you know, uh, <laughs> Nolan's grandma, Hot Pam. She was over there. She brought donuts. So my daughter's like, I want to go say hi to Pam, and I want to get donuts. And I'm like, all right, we'll go over and say hi to Pam and get donuts. And she had already caught a bunch, so I was fine, whatever. And uh, I wasn't yelling at her anymore to make her keep fishing. And... Uh, so I, t- I I grabbed my nephew. He still wanted to fish, and I started fishing with him. And I brought him back across, and his his grandpa was across the creek and had like a bird's eye. So, you know, at this point, I me mean, my I got my nephew's catching him, catching him, catching him. But he's not going to be able to consistently cast. He's like forty five years old, so he's not going to be able to consistently cast into the spot to pepper the shit out of this thing to entice it to bite. So you know he's got a rod. I got a rod. We're fishing together, and Uncle Jay just decides he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna catch this thing. This is his new agenda. He's now gonna catch this palomino in here because no other kid has caught it yet, and it's getting later in the day. I just start peppering this thing and start pulling the you know pulling the Joe's fly. Getting it, to, it'll move. Would move toward the Joe. You know, follow, follow, cut back away. I lined it one time. It went like bonkers, and I didn't think we were gonna get it at that point. And then it, I couldn't find it for a while, and then it came made one more appearance. And Dale was like, "It's right, it's right out there, right out there, Jay." I'm like, "All right, I see it now. I see it." I I moved it a couple times too on trout magnets. I cast it right above its head, and it it had to have gone two inches from its face, three inches, and it just. I thought you didn't see it when you when it hit. Like I well I I saw the fish. I knew where the fish was, but I didn't think I took it. (laughs) 
Like, I thought I'd hook maybe a different fish by it or something, you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden it was like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just took my hand. Here you go, buddy. Oh, you waited for it to jump, so you knew it was the Palomino. You said, Lucas, come here. It's the Palomino. We got it. <laughs> there you go. Because I was That's watching good. for bird's eye view on the opposite side of the river. And uh, we were we were cooking trout at that moment. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So... He, he, there's my wife got this picture of him, him on the pole, like, and then just the biggest smile on his face, and you know, there's me netting the fish, you know, and that was fun. It was a good nice. time. So nice. they were tickled pink. They couldn't hold on to it. It's flopping all around. It dive bombed onto the ground about five times. Oh, there's no way that fish is still alive. Ah, uh, <laughs> it, it swam but away great. <laughs> we put it back in the net a few times, let it get its breath back. Kick it back in the water. Yeah, no, we just we, we did. We, we treated it nice. We put it back in the net, cleaned it back up, let it sit there for a second, and it was ready to go away. And then we put it back in the kid's hands. Get a good picture here. Hold on to it till it's dead and it can't flop anymore. But no, it was it was fun. We had a good time that yesterday. Yeah. Oh, yes, sir. I like Youth Mentor Day more than I like any other first day of any other event. You know, throughout the season. I don't care if it's first day of March Madness. I don't care if it's first day of the NFL season. Youth Mentor Day is the day. It's the most fun. It is fun. It's fun to watch the kids hooking fish and the fish are all jumping around. And Me and Chad didn't it's participate cool. too much. You actually get a chance to like put the kids on them when they're not been pestered. Yeah. I mean, they, it's the first chance that them fish have seen anything. and <clears throat> That's cool. Yeah. Next week, I'm going up to uh, Johnny's camp. I've... I've been Google searching, like, creeks around there. And it's going to be weird. It's going to be creeks I've never fished before and, like, spots I've never fished before. But I, I still think we're going to go knock the shit out of some trout with uh, trout magnets. Oh, sure. That I'm, doesn't dude, change. Who was that? A week and a half or so ago, we, yeah, we didn't have a podcast. It was maybe four. Michael wanted to go trout fishing. Yeah. I swung clousers the whole day. You wouldn't believe the amount of fish. It's just ridiculous. That Were you whacking them? Like you were hooking them? Oh, I probably hooked. I broke off the first. I started with six pound. I broke two off. Then I went to eight pound. I broke another two off. Okay. Then I finally landed one. Swinging. I was. I, I couldn't get them on a strip. If I throw up and strip it down, they wouldn't do it. If you swung it downstream and then just danced like your rod tip and hung it back over, do you like would the watch dangle. the fish come back up and start swiping at it. Um, I mean, throughout the day, it was... Ridiculous amount of fish, but we, I mean, I landed a handful. I landed one. Was that one I sent you guys? Yeah. Almost 20. Oh, so, yeah. would you nice ever, fish. would you ever drop a trailer hook off the back of a, I would a definitely closet? need to. Yeah. Because I probably, I would have landed two Palominos for sure. I hooked one I lost, and I had another one come up, whale it hard enough that <laughs> I pulled the fish and somehow never, yeah. Yeah. I lost another fish that was bigger than the one I landed. I hooked it good, and it was thrashing out in the middle. I fought him about halfway into me, and then boom, popped hook. And, Swam away. <laughs> Chad, did you learn something about trailer hooks? Yeah, uh, they work. Yeah, uh, trailer would be good for for trout like that, big time. No, we were we were throwing Joe's flies mm-hmm. yesterday, and a uh, little single off the back of that treble. No, I I cut the tra- the trailer treble treble off of my son's. Oh, okay. And he had like four or five fish come up and whack that fly, didn't get and didn't get them. I was like. 
All right, buddy. Let's cut this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jay was right. Short let's strike and try. And just... no, I knew it, was, it hurts you so bad because <laughs> the night Jay. before he's like, "I'm going to cut the, the tri- you know the dribbles off of mine." I'm like, "Yeah, you know, I did that last year, and like I noticed a lot less hookup." You know what I noticed? Even even if you ha- it, it, the trebles got broke off on one of mine, two of them, and there was just a single, like it was like a single and a single. It's like the fly and then a little single mm-hmm. instead of it being triple. And that worked pretty good too. Yeah, like, if I was to do it with a clouser, I would hang it like past the just right. just, just past, past the, the hair, hair, so it doesn't like. Yeah, there's a clouser right there. It. Yeah, and just put the hook like right here in the yeah. back of it. So kind of like an intruder style. Uh, yeah, like like yep. this deal. Yep, and just put it right to the edge of the tip there. Yeah, yeah, when they come up and whack the back of it, it would get them. But, but then you. Know, Paying the hind end, tying them in, doing that, and you lose how many of them down there. Exactly. <sighs> then you're losing two hooks, and it's a pain in the butt. I mean, I suppose to make up a couple, so it wouldn't be bad. But, but mm. yeah, ju- yeah, that that's uh, just for for your use. But like for what you're doing, I was getting that. If you go ahead and do something like that, God, you're gonna move so many fish on a new creek because you can just you can hit every piece of water. Yeah. You know, you go through a riffle, cast it across a riffle, raise your rod tip right to the air, and then it just swings right across there, and the fish and the riffles will come up at it. Absolutely. It's so easy to, like, just sit and swing clousers on a trout creek. But, like I said, I, I'm i just taking spinning rods next week. Well, you're week. not even taking a fly rod. I'm, I'm going to take my son's uh, gecko. We caught one on the gecko yesterday. Yeah. yeah. It, nice. We did it before the slaughter bit commenced. Would you put a... Like a beater when it was on it. No, no, I had a a woolly a white woolly bugger on a small Arex jig hook. Oh, nice. Oh, Chase is here with a with a bead head. So we're just jigging it, and we hooked one, and Nolan got to reel it in. Cool. So it, it didn't work at the end of like after the slaughter had commenced. <laughs> <laughs> they've, they've seen too much at that point. All that flashy stuff. Oh, they I'm had good. seen too much. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> it was not working. But, God, man, it, it that was the most fun. Yeah, That's I cool. mean, I was going to say, you you it, had to have had, this year was a little more fun. Your son was really, really pumped and into it. My was, son was more worried about counting numbers and beating your daughter. Oh yeah, they had, they had <laughs> turned into a trout fisherman. <laughs> they had a, they had some. <laughs> he, is, he is a PA trout fisherman. I'm raising a fucking pinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They had a uh, yeah, they had a competition going on of, of numbers. Who's going to be speaking who? Of, speaking of that, I should Wait. probably hit on Thursday or Tuesday before Jace gets in here. Who? <laughs> yeah, I know. I was thinking about the same thing. It was whoever wins shows their privates to the other one. Oh, <laughs> that, yeah, that was probably what they made the the bet they made when they were in bed on a Saturday night. Yeah, you sleep on the floor and make them think we didn't do nothing. <laughs> You're uh, gross, we'll yeah. work this out tomorrow. Yeah, I, t- I took a steelhead float. Yeah, man. Yeah, we uh, it, the creek blew out while we were on it. It looked like it was gonna be all right, but we uh got my dad got a nice brown, and uh, PJ that got sucker a, was silver. Yeah, it looked like a ghost. Dead. And PJ got a, uh, I, th- I think the door's locked. Uh, PJ got a uh, a nice steelhead. Um, got the float with some cool dudes though. Um, John, uh, yeah, he, he yeah, push, yeah, yep, from Pittsburgh, and uh, he was he came and uh, he brought another one of his friends. Um, it was just a good. It was good. I, I rode rode in their boat. Uh, PJ, uh, my dad, and Matt Brooks rode in uh, my boat. Uh, they were having fun. My nice. my dad and all them got along. I, I, the camaraderie in our boat was stellar, minus the lack of fish. Those were the only two fish we saw. And, and when you're trying to get through it at a 600, it's you know kind of hard. And that's the 
That's you know, one of the Ohio ones, and yeah. it was a little bit too much. That'd have been perfect yeah. at three to four. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and it well, it was started at, at three. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure. it, was. yeah it was. And I tell you what, it doesn't. Yeah. It takes th- two hours for that place to go from three to five. Yeah, it was. It's it was instant. pretty quick. Yeah, but you know, just seeing it, my dad, especially him, he just That'd oh my nutty. gosh, he it's was like, I want to do this again. Like this was awesome. Like this was cool to see all this water up here and like. To be able to just go through. It's and like our local creek. Like, you walk it for all them years, trout fishing, and then you finally put a raft down. It's like a whole new perspective. Yeah, he loved it. I, I think that's something I might, you know, springtime, you know, this time of year, might do a little more often as I can, you know. be something I definitely had to the repertoire. I had a good time. Did you have strip streamers for him? Yeah, stripping streamers. They were a little bit of everything. <laughs> Indicator fishing, stripping streamers, whatever. What, he, what did your dad get his on? Uh, indicate uh, on an egg. egg. Uh, yeah, that thing ate an egg, and uh, I don't know what PJ got his on. I'm not sure about that. And he got a he got a sucker in the south mouth. PJ nice. did. So you <laughs> so, so went steelhead time. fishing. Float steelhead. Float steelhead float. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. I you went steelhead fishing. Yeah, I know, man. Yeah, I know. Hey, I'm turning a new leaf. I might go back to steelheading out of the raft. Hey, I could show you where they're at. Oh, I know where they're at. I only. It hope. actually wasn't. It was. Uh, we did the more. Uh, what would be more populated sh- stretch of river too? You know. What, what river? The Ohio one. The one right there, where Uncle Ro- where un- oh. Uncle lives. Oh, that thing, man! It's been so freaking bouncing yeah, around it, it, it and was, color off and can't. It was pretty bad. Small windows to fish that yeah. this season. It seemed. But. Like. But it was a good time. The it was a good time in the boat today. Uh, no, no, this was uh, this was a couple weeks ago. Uh, but well, we were catching up on all the stuff we've been doing. Um, I don't think they were in there a couple weeks ago too thick, huh? Yeah, I got the fish. Uh, the, uh, one of the guys I got the fish with, his name's Anthony Zettel. He just a cool, cool dude. Uh, he had uh, just retired from the NFL. And, uh, man, he, it was it was cool to hear some of the stories and the, you know, people he's got to meet, you know, being in the NFL for a while. And that was it was a fun time to float. Uh, fun float. A lot of good conversation. A lot of, you know, balls being busted and, Good, like that's that's what makes the whole float. That anyways. makes that makes floats and, you know, fun. The most of the crew was you know the norm crew that always is around and always is you know having a good time. So it, it made everything pretty cool. That that's the one thing I'm I'm lacking on on the the current boat project is is only be able to fish one dude. That's all right. You know, so you, you gonna, can you fit a cameraman? Yeah, but how many times do we got four and we can get five and there's an extra for the other one? You I know, know it's yep. uh, how many. It's I know it, it's going to have its its purpose. Is that but the well, three, not to mention three too, though, How many times for just like if two of us are going or something like that? You know, it's exactly. I love busting two people's balls. Yes. <laughs> well, well, you only got time to be looking forward in that boat, right? Oh, I know, but I but I can still have eyes in the back of my head to bust balls. Oh, he are you got to he don't got to turn <laughs> far to look back. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you're going to have a motor on that. Yeah, the one you bought with. With boat or yeah, yeah, it's a three point three horse Merc. Sounds fun. Yeah, that, man, that, that gets you f- way faster than rowing. Absolutely, and we can do a point Back A to point stream. A. Yeah. Mark, before uh, yeah. Jace is going to light the world on fire over here with some ice. No, and I talk. don't got to talk about no, it. No, no, no. You, you've been gone for a whole season. No, we got whole season. Oh, you oh bust your guys' balls instead. You got some Tuesday musky talk. I got a little bit. Of, yeah, a little fishing. You guys Not don't much. drink beer anymore. No, I quit. Well, this is water mixed yeah. with beer. I know, Cheers. I even got water, too. <laughs> oh, I got the ball of Russell's in front of me. This is mostly water. See, I'm saving money by, instead of buying the big did, bottled water, I just buy the beer that has a lot of water in it. Did you see Keystone got uh, 
uh, they lost the lawsuit against. Is they full of air? Against it, and not just air that? and water. Against this is this has Coors Light on it, so they must that, be sponsored. That's Keystone. That's Keystone. <laughs> Coors sponsored. Light. Yeah. Smooth like Keith Stone. But yeah, Keystone no. lost a uh, lawsuit against Stone Brewery, so they had to put the key back on it. Oh, they they were just saying stones. Oh, yeah, they were uh, just stones. Hey, I'll tell you one way to make stones float. You drink them fuckers and then live below sea level like I do. You throw them right in the, the yard, and then the whole neighborhood is full with stones. And you have, like, a fucking <laughs> stone collecting contest. <laughs> it's like it's like, it's like uh, Easter eggs. Yeah, dude, I've All only right. been flooded up to my fucking eyeballs a few times. All right, Mark's, hey. Mark's Tuesday fishing talk. Yeah, it's... Time to get back on the lake, so it was more just going out and figuring out where fish were and you know, right where they should be. I mean, water temps are getting that. Uh, was it mid-40s or down to Was that a lake fish? Yeah. Oh, cool. You marked mid-40s on your? No, no, no. The water temps. I water mean, temp was in the, it was 44. Oh, I had on your down south, it was on the couple of days before that, it hit 48 up in oh. the bays. Yeah. The, I mean, I was there, it would have been Tuesday before. That would have been a week. That was 42 then when I was looking for pikes. That would have been two and a half weeks ago. It hit 42. But it's already, I saw the last report yeah, to this morning. It was back to 37 up on the north. So, I mean, the fish were deep, but you still had your occasional suspended fishing, you know, 30 foot of water that was up 15, 10 foot. So I kind of did a couple things and tried working them deep fish and just really essentially putting dang near a minute of line out there and swinging it, letting it get down and running, you know, the, over the full thing line and just burying a rod. Did that most of the day and tried to get fish to move that way. And then finally, once the sun warmed up and got a little bit of heat, moved the rock and pulled a small male off there. But seemed everything. I mean, then from there, I tried to move my way back up when I was leaving. I had one other spot to hit, and there's a break coming off from 13 to 26 foot. And good God, the muskie sitting on the edge of that was ridiculous. Could you? I stayed there now, for a now. When an you hour. see these fish, mark them. Mm-hmm. That's what we're we're gonna call them, marking them. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that because Mark was looking for them? Yeah, he's marking them. <laughs> he's out here fucking double marking double marked. Them. <laughs> double marked. <laughs> check check. Is there is there any way to say like, all right, this fish is that fish to probably fish for, or or he's in that where I think a fish maybe. Well, typically eating like zone wise on I'm, your graph. Yeah, because what I'm doing is I'm looking for a couple of things. Is if you're you're gonna find fish right now and through kind of the next part of the season doing a couple of things. One is they're gonna start shifting up into where they're gonna go into pre spawn. So Nothing's real shallow yet, right? No, nothing no. shallow. I work shallow. I found little little bait when the sun was up, but then you'd see that bait pushing and you'd see the birds come in. And they they'd work their way right back out to deep water and drop. They weren't staying long enough to bring fish in with them. So you're going to have fish coming up into, A, getting to pre-spawn. So they're suspending, and they're just, if you can put something in front of them, they're just pissed. Back they're off just, of that drop. Back off of, you know, you're, you're going to have though. a few different bays, and then you're going to work the deeper water out away from them bays. Now, the thing that I'm looking for is bait, and I'm looking for the marks behind the bait, and you're going to see a couple things. One is you're going to see the fish behind the bait, or two, you're going to see them lines darting through there, and that's actively feeding fish. But I know if I find them fish, they're feeding. So if I can work the depth around the school so of that. Fish now, that are on bait are more receptive. Yeah, in the, the fish on the, the bottom, it's just a fish how, finder talk. Yeah, to gotcha. get a, to, I mean, to get a fly down to where them other ones are, what I'm trying to do there is let's say I find a fish at 25 foot. 
I'm trying to get a fly to where it's visible to him. And five to get, and five see if, feet around. See somewhere. if I can get him to lift. You know, if Move. I know if I know they're there and I'm not finding suspended fish that are feeding, I'm trying to just get it to where I can get one of them fish to move. But I'm mainly looking for that suspended fish in deep water that's yeah. active. Well, I mean, them. fish finder stuff is. I, I need aware. more. Well, I, that, that's what I found yeah, the other no, I day mean, being there is I need more. It's so much. There's so much intel there, but are you using it? You know what I mean? What, what you... I would like to have on my boat, I don't want the live. I have nothing against it. I don't personally want it. It's not something Well, if I, I know want, a fish is what, in the area, I'm going to fish But what I want is the 360. Potential. That is like the side view that does a full 360 of the boat. So then I at least see the intended direction of that fish and where it's yeah. going. Yeah. Well, that is what I'd like to have. When, when the, you see a mark that got a pointy beak on it, it's real long. You're like, mm, you're going to start drooling. <laughs> the, <laughs> the fuck you're going to do? The live is cool. But I, I could see how it would be a pain in the ass to just focus your day around it. And that's you know, what I don't want. You know to what I mean? Do. You would just you would give up all hope if you didn't see a fish in a, a specific area. But could, to see a fish and be able to know to come back. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? I think that's highly, highly the biggest deal here because you your conditions don't let you catch fish. You know what I mean? Outside of the fish not letting you catch it. So to, to be like, oh, yeah, that's three fish marked in this area, but shit's not right. Coming, yeah, and I think, back. like, with that 360, the nice part is, is it lets me know that, A, I did move the fish, but it's not going to be like a game where I'm watching it. So I can still do my changes, change depth, change speed, change cadence without watching it happen. So at that point, if I'm watching it and I'm doing things, I'm just going to be so focused on that, where that still allows me to do that and know that that fish is at least interested. Yeah, you're not video game fishing at that, at Correct. that point. Correct. I don't want to focus at all on it, but I, I definitely. I mean, the thing is, it's the, if you once you really, you know, learn them electronics on them big lakes, you have to. I mean, you have to have it. At at, at minimal, like no, it's them. becoming the new minimal. Is yeah. all it's becoming. Now, it's, how much is you know up yeah, to you? But well, I mean, it's I money. A, it's money. At the end of the day, do you want to invest a lot of money to see a fish you may not catch? I do all of mine with just straight. You know, your standard down zone, there's yeah. straight 2D. That, I don't, I mean, I have side view. I use it a little bit, but I focus, leave all mine on just your straight standard sonar. Yeah, just to see a fish like that, to know exactly, you know what I mean? It's not a goldfish on the radar, like when it for all came oh, you'd about. Oh, have, you'd, you know? yeah, yeah. you'd have marks that were 20 feet and then a line going up, and then the next mark's at 15. You know that fish rose from 20 up to that bait and was go moving. Taking, so yeah. you know that's a moving fish, and you can see all that on the screen. And and mm. the biggest thing, and I think what what guys you know don't read the bait, you like you're saying, you, you you fished like that so much before, you're gonna upgrade now. But to read that bait and to know that's bait on the graph, because a lot of people are like, oh, what the fuck's going on? Or or in ice fishing, I, it's the the screen's just going crazy. Well, you, know? you know what? I mean, like, like on it, my screen, bait I is, have is actual. Once I get my contrast set. It puts a certain green on the bottom. Once I start moving my sensitivity, sharp, sensitivity. Once I start moving my sensitivity from there, that's where it's. Or, uh, no, my sensitivity sets to green. Then my contrast sets that red and yellow, and there's a perfect balance. And as soon as you get on the water, the water clarity is going to change every day. It's going to move, move within five points, give or take, either way on that. And as soon as you get it clicked, and both of them two hit. You know what's coming up on that screen's accurate information. Oh, yeah. It's not by you know feedback or it's not crap. Yeah, there. you're not Particles, bouncing off. I hear you. You know it's it's good. So as long as you have your stuff accurately lined up. Oh, I tell guys, helps. I'm like, no, that's bait. Yeah, wait a minute, fish are coming behind it. 
let's just let's not us fucking up each other because we got rejection buttons and shit like that. The more fish is super close, but to know a fish is down there puts you in a different state, you know, also gives you that confidence and all those other things that line up. So to not catch it, to come back, that's key. You know what I mean? Or next trip, whatever the case, you know, you, you'll start puzzle piece, puzzle piece, puzzle piece till that all comes together and, well, and you'll be like, okay, times, these fish are on this edge. These well, fish are here. And that's what I'll do a lot of times. I'm not going to mark feeding fish on there because they're moving. They're feeding. They're following that school. But if I find two, three, four suspended fish together, I'm going to mark them that aren't moving, that aren't chasing bait. Because at some point, if you come back around them, they're going to be moving. And them fish aren't actively moving. They're just kind of hovering there, hanging on whatever it might be. Plenty of what? fish you can't catch, no, buddy. It's funny. Chase comes back, and Chad's sitting over there, hasn't cracked one dick joke in the fucking last 15 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> We're actually uh, talking about fishing. No, no more dick a, jokes, isn't Chad. Isn't that unfortunate? You know, come on, Chad. Crack a dick joke. There we, was some. We, we, we probably kind of should, though. Uh, crack a dick joke real quick. Get back oh, to okay. it all after and get take a take We got nine minutes. Nine, well, well nine whoever, who, whoever jumped yeah. on a, a photo, you said get ready for spring. It was my my uh, ugly gloves I had on, a trout pattern. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if it was erased or something. Maybe he found out where to buy them, but that, uh, <laughs> that fish monkey. Decent gloves. I think our buddy Evans wears a pair of stinky wool gloves he got from Fish Monkey. But they're actually... I like wool gloves. They're pretty durable. Well, these are uh, they're like a synthetic, but the UV, you know, you whatever, UHV, whatever, fuck. Protect you There's from There's some it. protection. But they're they're not a real thin glove. That that glove has a little bulk to it because it's got the leather palm, but they're sturdy. I like them. They're decent for a little cooler, but once it gets uh, too warm, you got to go to them. Just the sun slim ones, but... Uh, yeah, that that day that we took that picture... That was March 8th. It was cold. No, did it say March 8th, I think? It might have. Or that's when, maybe when you post it. Yeah, that yeah, was no, one that, it was It was early season, and we ain't getting to do anything like that right now, are we? No, that, no. that was the day you and me and Blumpkin uh, oh, yeah. flowed to the river. I watch that feller all the time. Fuck, I, yeah, how about our river? Can we talk about that? I know Chase is all hyped up. Oh, about no, that. I'm done talking to those people. Sometimes you got to live and let go. Hold on. Is my mic on? Yeah. Live I, and let go. I just oh, turned it on. We all love the Army Corps so much. No, what well, a bunch I of mean, fucking idiots, Well, man. we love guides fishing dropbacks and glorifying it, too. But Jason's <laughs> not that guy, so he catches fresh ones only. Yeah, man. He's fresh as death. But no, you should have um, seen the brown trout my dad caught. What are you talking about? Are you talking about that fish? No, I didn't even know your dad caught any fish anymore. I called him, or I called you, and you said he wasn't allowed to go steelhead fishing like a real man, and yeah, he was can. going trouting. So I didn't bug him with the temptation because sometimes you gotta you tempt a guy with that who's drank a few beers. Oh, <laughs> He'd be like, "Fuck those kids like me." I know. I see the pictures. You lucky bastard. Who Rick caught that? Huh? No, me. Oh, you bastard! And I and I gave <laughs> my I gave my nephew the pole. And he did you take it in. fly rod down there? Did get no, Chad no? did. Nobody dick around. Anybody dick around with a fly rod? Yeah, good. We we watched one. I seen Ted Takasaki at the fucking river with a fly rod yesterday. Maybe it was kin of him, but he was definitely fucking, you know, slanty eyed. I was slanty eyed <laughs> too, but <laughs> I don't think any of those guys listen to this shit. I mean, it's bullshit. But uh, I've met a lot of people fishing. It's fun been out crazy fishing a lot lately uh met a kid from colorado the other day down at our crazy little stock trout stream i almost stepped on a banana 
You know what I mean? Before, oh, I, yeah, before you're talking I, about uh, you're talking about the the yeah, down I went, at to, the, the I went to the year yeah. round the hosiery, and dude, I almost stepped on a banana and peeled out before shop, the yeah. before the game even got started. I was like, "What the fuck?" You know, I was like, almost slipped on this banana, and I'm like, oh, "I guess I'll try to fish for it now." But then I was like, "No, fuck those orange ones. I'm gonna catch some of the ones I don't see." So I skipped around to this little area and. uh and I haven't been there for a while, but this kid sent me a photo, and I didn't catch that fish I sent you guys the photo of. That wasn't mine, because I would be over here showing it off to you. It would have went in my fucking waders. I would have took it home. That's how we used you to do big it. You need that big 20? Or that big giant brown, you mean? Ah, that's like 25 plus inches, dude. Yeah, that's a big Some one. kid sent me that photo and asked me, he's like, do you know any spots down here where there ain't a bunch of people? And I'm like, no. No, I don't. There are always a bunch of people, except the day I went. It was pretty open. <laughs> the fish lived in a tank until a couple weeks before yeah. that. Oh, it looked good, though, man. It was a good-looking fish. Happy well, yeah, life. because he was the one in the tank beating the fuck out of everybody else in the tank. Oh, like, dude. So so then I'm like, I got to take a ride down there, and I just go down there to fuck around for a little bit and kill time for the school kids get out. But uh, I, met a, I met a young gentleman said he was going to be a guide, a uh, future guide here in Colorado. I wished him the best of luck and shit like that, and... First, I had to say, hey, bud, you can't walk on that property over there, you know. It's uh, posted, you. Yeah. Laws in this bitch. Stupid ones. Can't even go on the shore on the one side, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and that was as I'm, like, raking in a nice big rainbow. And he comes over. We start talking. He was a cool-ass kid. And I'm like, did you see the orange ones up here? He's like, what? What? He's like, Come, take me to him. I'll take you right to him. So we go up there and. There's a guy streamer fishing, like, where I poked my first few fish, and he's up there trying his ass off. I was like, oh, I got a few where that guy is. And he comes down, and he's casting, just blind cast. He didn't see the fish. I'm like, oh, there's two gold ones right where you're throwing. And he's throwing a big, you know, like a D&D or something. I don't know what the fuck. He's throwing a big, he's a streamer guy. I could see it. And his beard was this big. He fucking had nothing else he could be. And he was yanking it, you know. But I just yanked it all through there real good and caught all the fish. And he was up there like, giving his head a little scratch, like, fuck, I can't catch him, or, you know what I mean? And I was like, oh, yeah, I just poke like four right there. He's like, ah, oh, explains it. So he went around, but this kid, man, he's like, what should I use? And I'm like, dude, I don't know. These fish, I wouldn't even, I don't want to catch that fish, I said. And then I looked. There wasn't just three. There was fucking five of these motherfuckers all around, and I'm There's like. There's like 15 right there. Why is whole, there so like, many area? Why is there orange ton. fish all around? I was like, I told a guy when I first walked up, I was like, oh, there's an orange one in front of you. He's like, what? And, you know, he cast it. I think what they did times. down there this year, it looked like, because I was down a few weeks ago, too, is they put smaller orange ones, but a lot more of them, because they're all over a the place. But none of them, like last, like that couple years ago, I was there, there was when big- Michael forces me to go. There was a few over 20. <laughs> when Michael forces you to go. Usually <laughs> <laughs> well, around his birthday, but this year I was like, dude, I got a guy on your birthday. I, you got to make this trip earlier this year. The first one I seen was one of them little ones, and I'm like, hey, it ain't worth fucking catching that. Man, get out of here. But, but I, Look, one, one or, I have mounted. One or two. Yeah, yeah, that's him. One or two. One or two were decent I didn't even size. know they made them that small. Listen, I know shit, though. I They're did. not like carp. They don't come out of four pounds. I nev- <laughs> I've never seen a small one until I went to the other delayed harvest when I was young one time. And I'm like, Vince is like, oh, there's some gold ones. I'm like, they're fucking <laughs> goldfish. goldfish. <laughs> it's <laughs> they're actually they're a fucking, banana. They're like tiny motherfuckers. Like, 
eight to twelve inches, yeah. and I'm like, what? Looks the like a real you, banana. Where'd you get that? So how long do they grow them? But All no, right. no, I'm hey, I'm missing man, winter, man. We got to call guests three minutes. Yeah. Gentlemen's I'm, I'm missing yeah, winter. Gentlemen's I got time. my All fucking right. bibs on. I know. I see you. You, you, keep, you can keep indoor, talking. We're indoors and you have your bibs on. Ah, but missing we, it. Hey, we got to go call guests. All right. That's awesome, man. Let's do it. All right. They won't And we are back with the uh, the crew from uh, Tight Lines. Um, Jesus fucking Christ, Chad. Were you retarded? <laughs> I might be. <laughs> Tim. From Tight Lines Guide yeah. Service. Thank you, Chad. Tim, who are we back with? Uh, who, who, who are we back with right now? Yeah, who are we back we with? We are back with Tight Lines Fly Fishing Company. Um, we have Tim Landwer, Bart Landwer, and Nate Sipple. Awesome. Thank you. Just been replaced. I have been replaced. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to find my replacement to the show. You've just found three of them. (laughs) And uh, they're they're probably way better fishermen than I am. Oh, we know that. If you have have fished lately, you're way better fishermen than Chad is. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Uh, All all we've been doing is uh, catching stock trout for kids. So, guys, uh, what? Pre spawn smallmouth is coming. Right around the band. What what's going on with tight lines? Bardo, what do you see in the future? What's what's coming up? What do you see season wise? I see snow going away. I see rivers warming. And I would say we are oh two to three weeks from fishable water. Do you guys I think so? Nate Do you guys still have snow on the ground? We... Uh yeah. I mean I agree. That's that's always kind of been the big thing for us you know in this little corner of wisconsin is that you know once that ice starts to break up on the rivers we get all excited but we also have to remember that there's snow melt coming down from way the hell up north um so you know it's we get super stoked once we see open water but then we forget that there's you know ice cold damn water coming down still for another couple weeks so yeah bart's probably right on with that you know but it's I mean, we, we, Bart and I took a little drive up north today, and there's very, very little snow up there. So, I mean, I, I think things will start warming up uh, real quickly here. And well, you got- I, I think that's one of those deals, fellas. Like, we see right now, we see a bunch of blasts on social media of a bunch of pre spawn smallmouth being caught already in really cold water, which is awesome. But, but Nate is right. Like, where our little corner of the world is, like, our what is our water temperature? Like, 32.1 degrees right now, fellas? I mean, Actually, I mean, one of the much. gauges this morning, and my, my, my high school science is rusty as hell, but one of the gauges this morning read 31.8, and there seemed to be something wrong with that. <laughs> it, is I all, think that's below freezing. I don't think that gone? that should be liquid form anymore. <laughs> we got science. we got ice cover it's gone science. up there. Don't question it. You guys lost the ice then on your lakes. You're ready to just the to rivers. Look at yeah, it? the lakes are are you know the edges are starting to melt a little bit, but yeah, we got we still got a ways to go yet. Gotcha. And for us, 
especially like some of the rivers in northeastern Wisconsin, we have a lot of impoundments that enter the river. So they're like miniature lakes above each of these dams that it takes a little bit to get that big ice cube off of a few of those. So what what do you guys do in this time of year, this transition period, to just like kind of settle your nerves? I, I know we go out and we pound our dicks into the dirt trying to trying to catch fish but what what do you guys do do you take a a more sane approach bardo what's what's your approach right right now i got their steelhead to catch yes so uh, our tributaries are getting fish right now so we've been uh starting to chase steelhead quite a bit i fished trout with my son today on the spring creeks um I'm I'm down with going out and catching smallmouth right now, but like I know that I'm just dodging icebergs where we are still. Like I, it, I, I have to be reasonable with what my expectations are for catching fish right now on our watersheds, at least. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, like I said, in Pennsylvania here, our first day of trout is next Saturday, so we're gonna do that next Saturday, and then after that, it's gonna be smallmouth season. Hopefully, on where you got a mouse in your pocket. Yeah, well, yeah, Mark, you you chase Mark, or you chase Muskie, but everyone else chased uh, Trout on first day of Trout we're at with a, their kids. We're at a similar point as you guys are right here, just maybe a week ahead, I would say. Because yeah. okay. our, our, yeah. warm, okay. but, our warming but something is going to happen come. for us. Like, like for our crew in the past and our uh, pre-spawn fishing, we were regulated by on we couldn't fish what was it fellas like first saturday in may was that what it was until they opened it all year okay so so no matter what happened like that's that's what we had and there were a lot of times that we would start our pre-spawn where the fishing would be really really challenging because the water temperature is like what nate said 31.2 degrees or or whatever which is great but it's just not fun to fish for them like that um and then uh and then we've had a couple of years in the last couple of years where like April, we could have been cracking fish on bait fish already. You know, it depends on this season. So is that is that zone regulated in your area like season wise? Because I know here there is bass season, but that's only to keep. I mean, we could ultimately fish the water and catch them and release them. Hey, Sip, you know the regulations on this. Was it... <coughs> Catch and release is still like June something, isn't? But like our opener wasn't even catch and release until May. Am I mistaken? And now it's all season. You guys correct? Can speak yeah. To this there's there's no yet. more there's no more closed season for for smallmouth or largemouth. Um, but there's obviously there's a closed harvest season. Um, right. And and one of the tricky things there was that they were I think Wisconsin was kind of looking to follow suit with. A couple other states, obviously, we share boundary waters with uh, Michigan. Well, Michigan and Minnesota on the other side right. and, you know, some stuff to the south, too. And I think they were mm-hmm. looking to kind of uh, make things a little bit more even across the, the boundary because we, we found out through a weird, um, I guess, regulation a number of years ago that technically one of the rivers that we fish, which is a boundary water, <laughs> we could fish the one side of the river, but not the other. Yeah. And, I remember you know, it, it was like one of those really day. weird things where we were, we were so, you know, by the end of April, we were so jonesing to catch smallmouth on a river that we were willing to drive up there and literally just try to stay on one bank the whole time. And I mean, it was just weird. And then 
just like that, the you know, kind of as luck would have it, the next year they they changed the regulation and you know, but it, being in, in any you know climate like this, it's really pretty uh, self-regulating. I mean, it's most of the you know what six months of the year or something. It's it's probably under ice. Um, yeah, and, our, you know, our smallmouth season super self-regulated that way. Yeah, yeah it's like yeah. it's it's hard water. Yes, as as you guys being guides and uh, wanting to find the water for your for people um was it super like satisfying to only be able to fish river right on the boundary waters <laughs> well, yeah, well we never we we never really really had to do that a whole lot thankfully yeah i, I know you but, and i like, did personally you and i did nate just for fun it was like well this sucks like that yeah. right side, that left side looks super good right oh, now. yeah for greasy sure. over yeah. there <laughs> that that's awesome yeah. So, man, um, as as we're getting into the season, are we we thinking throwing uh swim flies? We thinking throwing uh lead eyes? Who's gonna Who's gonna win the the popper challenge this year? Um, what's what? I am. <laughs> I love the confidence. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry, fellas. I didn't mean to jump in there. I, I Tim I, will because I well. Well, Bart and I will have our clients catching fish on bait fish patterns. Tim will have them throwing <laughs> throwing poppers, and there's still ice coming down the river for for one <laughs> catching Get one it. fish. Just because, because he's he's that he's that dedicated, he's that focused on it. Yeah, he might he might get a popper fish first, but it'll be one fish for the day. <laughs> and son of a bitch, we'll owe him a, we'll owe him a beer for it, and then thankfully it'll yeah, be. I'd be like that popper bite was hot, bros. Super hot. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll wrap um, his mind around I, it and I, gives. I think, I think. I think Chad, what what happens like with our fish, and I think uh, Nate and Bart, who have every bit as much experience with this as as, as I do, we run into the situation like early in the season, we kind of wait for disbursement. Like sometimes some of our smallmouth the same spot for a very long period of time until the temperature warms just to a situation where they start to drop throughout the river. Nate, was that you and I fishing with derbs? When? Uh-oh. Hello. Tim, I lost you there, man. Yes, Tim. Tim. Oh, I think Tim bounced off. I think the cop showed up. <laughs> Tim's now getting a, Tim's getting a DUI right now. He's he's literally throwing shit out into the woods right now and just running straight into the woods. Well, hey, let's uh let's talk shit on Tim. Yeah, perfect opportunity. So, you know, once he can were... hear us right now, but he can't say a damn thing back. <laughs> I guess one thing I hit on real quick is like, I mean, our waters here, a lot of them are fluctuated by dams, but like having open water there, it's flowing. Once you guys get going and let's say, you know, you got your swim bite rolling, do you run into situations then like through like the early part of the season where you have like high fluctuations and like up and downs with the water and the temperatures, or is it usually once it gets going, stay fairly steady? No, it can go up and down quite a bit. It depends if we get a real wet spring and a lot of rain, we can be dealing with a lot of water. Um, and typically in the pre-spawn time, as long as it doesn't get too cold, the fish are still pretty happy. And the good spots, the good eddy lines and stuff, the slower water just become a lot bigger. And actually it can be to your advantage to have some high water in the pre-spawn for us. 
I know gotcha. bullshit you. I, I don't even catch smallmouth till May here. Like, trying or not. I, it's just something about it. it that's either you're going to run into them in May. That That's like our first point, you know, that we're actually going to catch them, even if you were fishing for them. Uh, a little bit south of here, I right. see they're already getting going. Uh, guys have been hammering some fish, some good smallmouth pre-spawn, but it's non-existent here. It's weird. I, I, I know well, a couple years us, back. It was, it was, it was kind of strange because, like, the, the year that Wisconsin um, – you know, gave us the opportunity to fish smallmouth year round was, was actually the year that COVID uh, kind of got started. So, I mean, we could do a damn thing in terms of like guiding and stuff here. Um, and so it, it kind of worked out perfectly because it gave us uh, that time to go out and mess around in April, you know, which we had never really done before because legally we couldn't do it. Um, but now all of a sudden it's like, well, everything is closed. You can't guide or anything, but Hey, you can go float the rivers and stuff. So, uh, we get to spend a lot of time out on the rivers kind of, you know, learning and figuring out what's going on. And, um, you know, and, and, you know, I don't think that this is going to be an every year thing. I can see this year shaping up to be a lot like the last two years in that we lost a lot of our snow and ice early. Um, and once things warmed up, you know, it, it got rolling and it was, it was great fishing, but, like Tim kind of hit on, I think just before um, he cut out there for a moment, like there's been years where we started up there in May. Um, I remember a number of years where Mother's Day weekend was like May 8th or 9th and it snowed on us and there were still ice bay or ice chunks like hidden on the shaded parts of the bank and stuff. So, Absolutely. you know, it's, it's, it's a little different every year. Oh, God bless you guys. Wait, yeah. I, I'm over it. We're, I'm looking out the window at snow right now. Blizzard. And <laughs> God damn, I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. absolutely yeah it i'm ready for for barefoot like flip-flops well, and we got, smallmouth we got 69 yes. on thursday coming yeah but it's supposed to be 27 oh, tonight wow. and then 40 next weekend Woo! it's supposed to snow next sunday yeah we, we're living it <laughs> yeah up. last sunday here it was 62 or 64 and i actually put out our hammock and like went 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 that far which i know was very foolhardy and this morning, I think it was 19 here. And yeah. what, two inches of snow on top of the hammock? <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Our robins are hopping around the yard going, this is bullshit, man. I, I know. We, I saw mm-hmm. some robins, too. Like, I chased them down the road today in my pickup truck. I on went... purpose? No, oh. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Chad's yeah. Chad morning, morning, morning. That's kind of messed up, man. Give me the opportunity, <laughs> it would have been. Well, well, listen, uh, I went ice fishing for the last time and heard the peepers the same evening. No so, shit. Yeah, that's wild. Uh, the, yeah, that's, that's fucking wild. stupid. Uh, I mean, well, that was like two weeks ago, and we went from you know having ice fishing to seventy this day or six, yeah. uh, fifty and sixty. I mean, <laughs> weather is ultimately is isn't in our favor here. So, I hope you guys season gets started and things go steady because this stupid shit ain't gonna fucking help. So hey, yeah. <laughs> hey guys, do you want to take a pause and get Tim back on the line? Yeah, they're fun. We could try. Hey, what's your Mike's opinion, Tim, be? on what the, what the spring bite is going to happen? We're recording again. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think spring bite's going to happen faster than normal, and I think that we've got a handful of customers that we're going to reach out to maybe two, three weeks ahead of um, what we normally would. What do you guys think? Okay. Absolutely. See that? So, 
I'm yep. planning on fishing poppers with clients next week already. <laughs> 31.2 popper fish. High five. I, I don't care. I'm actually, I'm, Extra. I'm, yeah. I am oh, going to yeah. win that, by the way, because I had an epiphany uh, recently. The, 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 uh, I guess there's never really been rules or regulations or stipulations to this thing, but it's always been the first popper fish. And I am actually going to take a popper and I'm going to mold a lead crayfish around it. <laughs> and... <laughs> I'm going to win that damn bet this year. You Cray wait. Popper. I did see two the other day I went out, so they're out, dude. Good. Good to hear. Crayfish are out. No, like, I, I, was, I was mentioning before, like, we were talking about, like, that dispersion a little while ago. Like, Nate, I think you and I were fishing with Derbs a couple years. It was might, might have been his first year that he guided for us. And we were below kind of a dam. And we we're going to do, like, a big push. And, and and Derbs was, like, blown away because didn't we catch, like, 16, 17 fish over 17 inches, I don't know, within sight of the dam, and then went six miles fishless because they have not moved at all yet. And that's yeah. the only hiccup with the early season for us. Like, they disperse. They're not trickled out normally in their regular disbursement early. Like, they're in pockets, big pockets. Yeah, 90% of the fish and 10% of the river. And yeah, for sure. And how long do you guys think that lasts? Is there a temperature gradient where you think that changes, where they start spreading out, or when do you guys think that changes? I think when you start getting around fifty camp. degrees. Yeah, yeah I was just going to say upper fifties. Forty-five, yeah. fifty degrees, where like it's like not not spawning, not gravel. So. I, I hate to go this direction with it, but I want to go midsummer, like when things are in peak swing. How many you how many different guides are there? How many different floats yep. do you guys have? And how many river miles will you guys cover in a day as a, a collective group? All right. We'll 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 power this out so each of us gets a yeah. little bit of this. No, that's that's totally I, fine. I would say like guides, we have Six or seven full time, seven days a week. Okay, so that's seven guys going down a river a day. We'll say. Yep. Miles, Bardo. Let's say seven days. Let's say eight miles a day. Okay, in it, in eight. Let's say eight miles. One hundred fifteen miles a river. One hundred fifteen miles a river. Okay, but let's say eight miles a day. That is that slow frog water. Is that is that running water? Uh, it, everyone's water is different. I know we take we have a smallmouth float that takes us four hours to do four miles. You know, right? Well, it depends on the you know <clears throat> some of the systems that we float. They depending on where you are in the system, it's different character. I mean, you might have sections that are pretty high gradient with a lot of broken water and, and rapids. And then there's other stretches. We've that, got some class you know, three here, stuff that goes. Here's back. a better. Here's a better way to. Yeah. Let, let's say it all in a. Let's go by hours. What's a? We're doing eight hours a day. What, what a, yeah, we cover about a mile per hour. Gotcha. Yep, that's probably fair, Sip. I mean, when you look at like the water as a whole, that's that's probably fair. Yeah. Yep. Or if you find yourself into something really good at like mile four, and you spend three hours there. <laughs> Then you end up rolling for three miles at the end. And stuff. Hey, a little longer. Yes. Yes. That. I never, I never seem to find that good shit, though, so I'm... 
Breezing by. You'll get there. You'll get I'm there. pointing out Scarlet Tanagers and just making shit up. Just... It's only 16 years. <laughs> You've only guided for me for 16 years. It's your flora fauna trip. You're known for it, and you're great at it. Yep, we're we're doing some some flow yoga next year. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking all you rocks rock stackers and shit. Yeah, like, oh, right uh, um, oh, look at the time! It's uh, seven o'clock already. I, I am. Oh god, that's hilarious. I'm the worst at that on floats. I get caught up right in what's going on right then and not thinking about the end. And then next thing I know, yeah, it's we, like, oh, man, it's, it's going to be dark. Like, like, when, like, because, like, Bart and How good's the like, water look in the beginning, they're like, Mark? They're my number one, number two dudes. And, um, like, when we train new guys, it's really hard because you have to train them on, like, the timing of a float. Mm-hmm. Teach them to let it go. Didn't I just say that a little yeah. bit ago? We got to let it go sometimes. Yeah, and especially, too, if you're dealing with more wind on a day, too, and, you know, that uh, plays a lot into it. If Managing your time wisely. Speak, speaking of the wind, yep. what, what boats are you guys rowing, and do different vessels play differently into to what different sections you're going to row in a day? Oh, yeah. yeah, we've, yeah. Got, Go uh, we've got rafts. Um, we've got a couple jet boats in the fleet. We've got drift boats. So we can kind of do whatever. Are, are they for grabs? Our water character. Are they for grabs? Characteristics and water types. We have to have multiple boats for the water that we fish. There's just no boat for everything, sadly. Are they up for grabs, or are they a uh, uh, guide prov- or guide bought? Like, a, mm-hmm. does Nate have his own boat, and does Bart have his? No, own I'm boat? a very wealthy fly shop owner, and yeah. I buy literally hundreds <laughs> of vessels annually. Exactly. That's how. how <laughs> he buys us a new truck every other year too. Well, Easy money. Next year is your year. Don't come. Don't come at me this year, Bardo. You're not ready for your new your new F three fifty. No, I know. We'll get this. No. <clears throat> yeah, no, they're all our own personal boats. The rafts are shop boats. Okay. So the rafts are pretty much anybody's, but all the drift boats, each guy has his own. And like Gavin, one of our guides, has a jet boat, and I have a jet boat. So, so do you guys get to to row different brands of your drift boats and uh, form your opinions? Oh yeah. Yep. Everything's well represented. Tim rows Hyde. Nate and I row Adipose. There's Clackas in the fleet. So. So what the hell does nice. Drew row again? Uh, well, that high country? country? High country, yes. Super cool dudes, and they built they built kind of a. Oh. What was that? Did Tim drop off it's again? High country boats. Boat? Okay. There he is. <laughs> Am I here? You yeah, got me? yeah, you're back, man. <laughs> high country boats. <clears throat> built a cool boat. Um, kind of built drew. I think more of a specialized smallmouth boat. If I if I'm not mistaken, fellas. Is it aluminum? What? It's glass. No, it's, it's a glass uh, layup. Oh, okay. Do yep. Do you guys prefer glass boats? Yeah. Yes. I yeah. Think, yeah. I mean, we've got some rocks in the river and stuff, and aluminum gets pretty sticky. It does. It does. I, I have aluminum drift boat, and uh, my aluminum John boat build is also aluminum. <laughs> <laughs> my aluminum John boat build. Fucking guy. <laughs> Your, brain, got, your you brain's know, a tremendous amount man. of fiberglass John boats. <laughs> but, but, they make them. They make them, yeah. Right. yeah. But yeah. It, it is pretty sticky. But man, I, oh yeah, it, it's so much easier to weld aluminum than it is weld a fiberglass. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. <Yep. laughs> no doubt. There's a bit of a heat issue there. All right, on the, <laughs> on the not boat issues, but uh, <laughs> so so going out, you're gonna start out your season. You got clients coming in. What kind of clients are you getting? Are you getting a lot of new to the game people who know how to cast? What what is your clientele? Oh, those are for the kids. Well, <clears throat> those are for the kids. That's pretty funny. All right. The young guys. No, we, we do have, we've built a pretty good business over the years. So like Nate, Tim and myself do a lot of return customers, but we built our own clientele. So most of us are booking guys, you know, up to two years out to get their days. And then all the, you know, the new prospects coming in, if we're not available, it goes down to the younger guys. And then hopefully they start to build their own client list off of that. Getting repeat. Right. So is a lot of your repeat clientele local, or do they could drive in for you? All over, all over the little country. Bit of, a little bit of everything, yeah. So so when you got uh, your new guys, take in new guys, you know, new fishermen or less talented fishermen, we'll say, is that a harder day for them, or is that a better learning experience, do you think, in the end? Okay, I, I'm going to cover this, Bart, because you gave me some great sage advice a few years ago. I don't like it. Great sage advice. Oh, advice huh? was I'm, I'm sorry. It was. You, you don't like his advice, bring. or you don't like taking new guys, <laughs> or you don't like me. I'm not sure where we're going here. No, no, I, I like everything about all of you. Oh, okay. <laughs> so no, so so Bart's advice was, so Bart, Nate, and I are lucky enough, like that I've guided since they retired at 65 and now they're 85 years old. We've had those clients. And Bart always told me, he said, you have to take new guys because it keeps you on your toes and keeps you learning. And he's completely correct. However, challenging, challenging game. So I've got a question for you. You guys are doing the meat eater. You're doing the bent podcast. You're doing SVS fly fishing podcast. Um, You're, you're getting a lot of exposure recently. Um, Are you getting people that say, Hey, I want to go fish with Tim. I want to go fish with Bart. I want to go fish with Nate Um, and bypass the, the younger guys. Are you getting people to ask that question? We are that all the time and here, here's the unfair thing about that is we've got guys like gavin abe and charlie who are as good as they get and we have to field that question like uh, and i'll be honest and i know that you fellows will say that like they're the exact same guides that we are and um they just they just have a hurdle to get over just because we've gotten a little bit of exposure but i've got the most talented guide ever hope for yeah and like i said we we have a really good friend in zach that that comes to your shop and he does nothing but Mm. speak positive of the way you guys run the business and run the operation says i saw him yesterday he brought brought me two six packs of beer in yesterday (laughs) and lucky you let me say something right here you spilled the beans to him i was gonna have this podcast be a secret and just release it to him (laughs) But Zach texted me today. He's like, "Oh, you guys are doing all three of all three of the dudes." I'm like, "Yeah, we're doing all three of the dudes." How'd you find out? 
<laughs> that sounds really gay. That sounds really I'm gay, Chad. Sorry. I'm going to stop you. Hold and on, next hold on. question, Tim, He's where are those beers? Chad's <laughs> they are gone, bro, because like I was in the fly shop and it was like 11.55. They're in Tim's belly. Did you get one, Bart? <laughs> no, didn't I didn't share get one. shit. What the hell? He didn't share anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess I owe you one. Well, listen, these, <laughs> these new guys, you've taught them, you've raised them, you've grown them into running the same, you know what I mean, right, program. So there's nothing for any of your clients to worry about in, you know, taking any guide, right? You know, th I think that that's the key. And, 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 and Nate and Bart jump in on this, if, if I'm not mistaken. Like, I am incredibly lucky because – we have had the mantra of our guide staff of we don't necessarily just bring in a guide who is a Colorado guide or an Alaska guide with tons of experience. We try to bring in a guide who is just an incredibly good human. That's super fishy that we can groom him into our family and teach him. And that's been our success. And you guys agree, disagree. Yeah, you gotta oh, be. Sure. You I gotta mean, be learning. I think, as with any job, you have certain personalities that don't get along. And one thing I think that we've done really well over the years is, anytime we bring a new guide in, he's qualified, and we we really talk about and think, is this a good fit for the crew, not just for right. the customer, but for the crew, because we all spend a ton of time together in the summer, and if those personalities together. don't mesh, it would be horrible. I mean. We, we and we've never had a crew where we don't all get along. Like Yellowstone, which is awesome. <laughs> that... Yeah, because I I think something that's different with our crew is normal guide situation. You would go home to your family at night, but we all live off site, so we all live together. Yeah, you and Nate are sleeping head to toe. That's right. No, he's all mine. I know. Actually, Bart and Nate are roommates. Okay. I have my own room now. He, he prefers when you call it tip to tip. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. All right. But uh, man, so Nate, we've had we've had Tim on. We've had Bart on. Um, like I said, Bart's famous this is the second podcast in six days getting released oh my god uh, we haven't He's a big deal we haven't heard from nate sipple so um how how did you get your start with tim and uh how did you start guiding and what what made you want to guide smallmouth in comparison to to trout and what everyone else does um well that's an interesting story i guess um <laughs> I, I i grew up uh, completely on the opposite side of Wisconsin and, uh, you know, kind of in the Northern, uh, area or region, I guess, of the driftless area. And, you know, just grew up fishing trout, um, started when I was 10 or 11 years old or something like that and moved over to Eastern Wisconsin here. Um, after my wife and I got married, she's from this part of the state and, Honestly, I was, uh, I had been out steelhead fishing one morning and decided to stop in the shop and Tim approached me and just, um, you know, wanted to shoot the breeze a little bit about fishing and stuff like that. And then he asked where I was fishing and I told him the name of the river and he got a completely straight face and said, you son of a bitch. 
<laughs> and he said, I didn't think anybody knew about that river. <laughs> I said, Oh, I'm sorry. I, I'd, I'd, like, it kind of scared me at first. I, I didn't know if I was on private property or something, but, um, and then, you know, long, long story short, he asked me what I was doing, uh, at six o'clock, which is when the shop closed. And I said nothing. And I, Went and ran some errands and stuff, came back around six o'clock and he handed me a beer and led me to this super sketchy looking camper on the side of the shop with all the blinds and the windows <laughs> closed. And I thought, <laughs> God, I remember them teaching us about this in college. This is this is no good, man. But he's um, going to Bill Cosby you. He took you yeah, right. like, <laughs> the only reason <laughs> he, I was confident. Is he followed got, me in. I'm about six inches taller and probably about 80 pounds heavier than Tim. So I figured I, I, hopefully I could stand my, my, my ground, but uh, no, we, we shot the breeze for a little bit and, you know, he, he basically said, you know, I'd like to offer you a job. And I think there was a a moment or two of confusion. I kind of thought he meant in the shop and he was like, no, I want you to guide for me, but you know, here's the deal. You got to go buy this super overpriced floating fiberglass bathtub and a whole shitload of expensive gear. Um, you know, go home and, and talk to your wife who, you know, we were newly married at the time, so there's no way this could go badly. Um, but, you know, talk to her, make sure that this is, you know, what you want to do because we, we want you for the, the long haul, you know, not just for one summer, not just for a couple months or whatever. And I don't think I was on the highway. Um, I went down the frontage road and around the corner and up the ramp, and I had already uh, gotten the green light to purchase a boat. And uh, I called Tim back before I was on the highway and said, I'm in. So what and, what yeah. were you doing at the time? Like, what was your current occupation? Uh, well, really not much of anything. I mean, we had just moved, um, you know, over to this side of the state. And, you know, I wasn't really 100% sure what I was going to, you know, be doing. Um, I hadn't honestly really thought about guiding much. I didn't really know a lot about the fishing, you know, in this part of Wisconsin. Um, and the smallmouth thing was just, you know, really amazing. I mean, I still remember one of the first times I went fishing with Tim and one of our other guides, uh, Nelson at the time. And, you know, I grew up fishing, um, you know, some pretty amazing smallmouth rivers in, in Western Wisconsin. I mean, even parts of the Mississippi, the St. Croix, uh, the Apple River, the Willow River, some of those. It was just absolutely amazing. I remember the first time I floated, you know, one of the rivers here with those guys. I was just like, holy shit, like this is this is ridiculous. And I had that feeling, you know, when I got home, I didn't own my own drift boat yet at that point. But I was like, oh, man, I, I got to get I got to get that thing here. You know, it, it's it, this has got to happen soon because I want to get back out there. So got to do it sooner than yeah, later, right? Yeah, right. So. Um, also in, in pre- previous podcasts, I've looked up Tim and I've looked up Bart, like when we get, getting ready to interview them on YouTube and there's very little on them that, uh, that's on YouTube. But every time I look up tight lines, it's, it's you, Nate, tying flies. <laughs> you, you, de- you definitely have a face <clears throat> for a fly shop. Um, how, how do you like that? that part of the business like making videos uh, and time flies and like being like more visually seen than than well there's a there's a there's a there's a trend here that you'll notice um 
usually I would show up to the fly shop to pick up a pack of chenille and Tim would shove two beers in front of me and say, do you want to make a movie? Absolutely. <laughs> Sounds gay. That's how I roll, bro. Yeah. I, I meant to say we need a video on this fly or on this topic or whatever. And, and, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's really easy um, not to sound cliche or corny, but it's really easy to just talk naturally about something that you really enjoy doing. You know, I mean, it's, it's, you don't need to have a script or anything like that. And, you know, I mean, a lot of the times we didn't even really game plan what we were doing. Um, you know, there, there was one video that Tim and I shot just kind of on a whim one morning on, on steelhead fishing. And, you know, I don't know what the hell the context of it was at the moment, but I, I kind of looked over to my shoulder at Tim who happened to be filming. And I said something along the lines of, you know, really feeling a run and working a run. And I said, you know, sometimes it's almost like you can will them to eat. <laughs> and no shit on cue, the, the strike indicator, the bobber slides under the water and set the hook, and I've got a big steelhead on. And we hadn't hooked a fish yet that morning, and it was just like, what Egg the hell? pattern. So, <laughs> yeah. But, no, it was, you know, it's just, I think, um, you know, being involved, doing that stuff, and, and just getting out there, um, you know, providing content for people in this day and age is uh, a great way to engage with, with whether it's clients or customers of the shop or whatever and get people excited about it. It is. And like I said, I, I knew a girl in high school that used to do the same thing to me. She'd shove a beer in my face said, let's make a movie. And I said, okay, <laughs> let's go for it. And are those available on, but, on but, YouTube? But she was, listen, <laughs> but she was a trans girl. <laughs> so do you know where you... You know where you can buy Pam and Tommy? That's where you can buy mine. <laughs> it, it'll be called Trans Girl and Chad. Do you have a stage? Do you have a stage name? Tell me it's something awesome. We're not talking about gay porn here, bud. Trans Chad. <laughs> yeah. Trans Chad. Look at that. It came up on Google. That's, <laughs> That's gonna blow up on Google now. Fucking guy. Oh, God. <laughs> no, but like we're 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 just lucky fellas, like Bart will agree because he and I have been doing it for what is this Bart? Oh, is this twenty-two years this year? Twenty-two uh, seasons. Twenty-one or twenty-two. Um, yeah, it could be. Sounds about right. The the T-shirt says twenty-one years of smallmouth. I just bought it last week. That, the the shop <laughs> you did. The shop has been open. It's going to be in his years, next movie. Guided the year prior to, or kind of right like on that gray area. But yeah, it's yeah. been really fun, fellas, to see what's happened smallmouth in the last decades so I, I i i did a podcast more of his podcast with tom rosenbauer i don't know it was maybe a month ago or something and and tom said something that was astounding to me he said well that it's great smallmouth are the second largest pursued fish in fresh water on a fly and that blew my mind I, I i mean i get it but like that's happened in the last decade no that's totally shocking because you don't think about people in the south chasing smallmouth, and you don't think about people out west chasing smallmouth, but but it's happening, you know. Uh, their their range is expanding. Here to fish smallmouth. Yeah, it seems like their range is expanding, and they're they're uh, being chased more and more from different areas that you wouldn't think. so much going on that whole realm of like any single trout stream in the state of Wisconsin that is too warm to be a quality trout stream has a natural reproducing population of a smallmouth almost certainly and people aren't everywhere you know I mean we don't have a million people here 
Bart, how many years did we guide on the big river before we actually saw the first drift boat? Oh, I don't know. It was a while. A few years, for sure. Like three, maybe three, four years before we saw a drift boat come down the river, and then we're like, what the hell is that? What What's going on here? This is Armageddon. <laughs> you guys weren't yeah. the only game in town. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember we bought we bought our first drift boats from Hyde. Like 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 when we came back, had drift boats from Hyde. They they were like, you're gonna be in a guide in Wisconsin. Like, well, if it doesn't work out, you can sell them in Michigan. Like, that's a true story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So speaking of that, how how are your put ins and how are your takeouts and like how how does that work with with the drift boat scene? As far as quality of put-ins, uh, we've got a lot of really nice put-ins. You do? And take-outs. Yeah, we've got a lot of uh, county-managed put-ins and take-outs. Um, there are some that we use that are a little bit more sketchy, but nothing is – we don't have anything you have to rope boats down or anything like that. It's all – it's pretty easy to get a boat in the water. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I disagree, yeah, I Bart. Agree. I think they're they're really, really bad. <laughs> they're, actually, they're all guarded by, like, oh. very angry, fire-breathing dragons. Yeah. And <laughs> I see where you're going angry, with this. I like Never angry come militia. Here. There's <laughs> gun militia. militia. Gun. Do the roar. Gun militia. That's from Shrek. I count them the meth heads. They get into both cars. <laughs> Lock your doors. Lock your doors. You have one sage sticker on your window. And like, you got to break yep. through it. Just Fly- saying. Fly rod yeah. locker, not even going to stop them. That's. <clears throat> I didn't put a single sticker on my new pickup truck just for that reason. Yeah, I'm, I don't put too many stickers on my vehicles these days. That and, uh, you know, other people notice it, you know? Yep, absolutely. Trying to be inconspicuous in all manners. All right. So. <laughs> So, do you guys have anything going on uh, this year that is uh, going to be different from years in the past? Or, um, do you have any projects coming up? Mm, no real big projects that I can think of. Um, got a couple of like celebrity smallmouth friends that'll come up and fish with us, which is always exciting. People kind of in the in the mix that come up, but nothing huge. We do have a pretty cool thing happening that I could release on SVS tonight. What's that, man? Tight lines. Ooh. Yeah, can I do it? Careful. We'll come up, make Careful. a movie for two beers. Nate, what do you think? I'm, I'm the beer, beer. I'm, I'm going in. Oh, okay. I thought it was no, something I'm else. Could do that. <laughs> That's craziness. Maybe the next. Okay, yeah, the other episode. one's good. Right. Um, we have a collaborative beer. A uh, a double hopped IPA from Tightlines, which we are we have applied for our beer license, so we can sell it in the shop. Oh, and shit. proceeds of the beer go to save the Menominee River. So we will have a Tightlines beer coming out that'll be distributed in Wisconsin, uh, May twenty first. Nice. May twenty first. Congratulations. Dope. <laughs> so double hop dry, uh, double hopped IPA. That's right. Yeah, with the coolest logo you've ever seen. That I can't release yet. Uh, is it a local artist? Or uh, um, not gonna say. I, I can't. I I can't. I can't go there. Okay, I'm not ready for that's, it yet. That's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> 
So the logo on there wouldn't be hitting in any kind of logo change or anything coming up then, huh? Maybe I'll just text it to you guys. Maybe maybe I'll just have this third beer and text it to you. Don't, That's how don't I do that. Not Chad. He, he hey, Senior your visions go down exponentially. Yeah, just hey, keep him on and drinking, and you guys will learn anything you want to know. I'm, That's right. I'm horrible with secrets. Don't text it to me. <laughs> It'll be on C-SPAN tomorrow morning. Tim, you got your out right now, too. You, you've been you've been cutting out. Now's a good time to just peace going, yep, I don't know what happened. Oh man. So, uh you guys what? We got smallmouth pre-spawn coming. It's going to be in for what? 3 or 4 weeks before you guys shut her down? How lo- how long is it in before you guys shut down? What do we well, do, fellas? We typically go first Saturday in May and then usually about like the 12th, 14th. Yeah, 15th of like lockdown. Yeah. We'll We'll start to see fish on on gravel. It's like, oh boy, like time time to kind of pump the brakes. So, I know Tim, you you go morel hunting with your family and you do all the foraging. Do, do Bart and Nate do the same thing, or uh, what's what's the deal with everyone else in the shop? I I, I go after morels and ramps. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't do all the stuff that Tim does. I do morels. And I do ramps in the spring, and then I try and shoot turkeys. That's my spring. Turkeys are worth that. There there were three giant rope draggers walking up behind my cabin this morning, Bardo. That's awesome. (laughs) They'll call him Blasto after he sees them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. So so among, uh, I mean, getting a break there, is that... That get everything freshened up. How how long does the break usually last? I mean, oh. the, the hardest we we can't judge like like when the fish are going to spawn, but we do our best to protect them. Um, usually give them like what do you, what do you guys say like two weeks? Yeah, it's about two weeks. It'd be like when we first start seeing reds, you know, we try and stay off them when we're fishing, and then kind of it's kind of our last weekend of of guide and pre-spawn hopefully that we're seeing the start then we normally shut it down until kind of right after memorial day and then right. then it's full blazing poppers and everywhere by that time hopefully most of the fish are all the way done and then we're going so yeah it will avoid it you can see it you can see it's going on it's like there's a bunch of fish there's a bunch of gravel there don't fish those fish so you said you're seeing reds um the people that know what trout reds look like are they looking the same is that what people are yeah, looking for? Yeah. Yeah, they're big white spots. Yeah, big clear spots or clean gravel. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to throw uh, big crayfish patterns into that clean gravel, right? Well, I had a customer last year, and we, we, we try not, I mean, we try to be as PC as we possibly can with every customer, but I had a guy who was talking to me last year that had said that he was on the Bay of Green Bay, and he had caught the same fish four times if you just let it rest right in the middle of that white spot. And I thought, maybe you shouldn't do that. <laughs> Stuck an oar real quick and sent him outside the boat. But you, <laughs> you know, so yeah, I, I I think we're better off as far as those fish go. Like how fortunate we are that we have a naturally reproducing 
population of smallmouth that are as native as our brook trout and that you would market them unnecessarily if you had to like it just doesn't make sense to me so before we before we let you guys get going um how is the mining situation going with the the river that you guys fish well i think we've done a really good job with the original mining company aquila canadian mining company and they basically lost all of their permits but which was a great win for us but they just sold it to a montana mining company the mineral rights who has more money and has actually done mines so nothing is a go right now but we're right back in the same situation of like be diligent let people understand um and keep fighting and where where can people go to keep uh, informed on on the situation and what what we need to do in the the, uh, the time going forward. Oh, absolutely! If you go to um, uh, jointhecoalition.org, you can donate through PayPal, a couple of bucks, whatever you can do. Sign up for their email so you can get kind of emails for actions. You know, if if, if you have to talk to legislators or something, you can you can get call to actions that way. Um, I believe they're on save, Instagram too, are they not, Tim? Yes, yes. Save save the coalition on Instagram, Bardo. So, yep. um, but just reach out to them because we have to assemble. Not those of you that just love the Menominee, like we have to assemble our fishing army to just protect what's important because this could be in every one of our doorsteps. Yeah, it it sets precedent for everyone yeah. who has a river that they love. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I can tell you, fellas, if you had a river in jeopardy, I'm going to be there for you. And so will my guys, because we all understand wrong place, wrong time, certain situations. Absolutely, man. And we're uh, we're all signing petitions. We're doing uh, doing what what's necessary. Um, is there anything that we haven't hit on that you guys think we should be hitting on? Oh my God! Like we we could have like <laughs> I know we could talk for hours podcast because there's so you, much. Hey, good you, information you still got beers have. in that truck? <laughs> yeah, you, you still, still be- got beers in that truck lined up? Yeah, because we're we're not ready to quit. But <laughs> motherfucker, <laughs> you took 15 need to minutes them. off. I think he went and got some more. He's hold driving. On. Yeah, hold on. Oh, he's driving. <laughs> that, the, now I understand what happened. He, he needed more yeah, beers. He fucking ducked he out. Was refueling. <laughs> Gotta stay well, hydrated, bros. <laughs> and definitely, uh. Congrats on twenty plus years of oh, yeah. doing this stuff and speaking of that, Tim, I wanted to talk to you. I messaged you the other day. I said I ordered two shirts from you guys on a Friday and they were at my door on a Monday. That's better than Fish USA. That's better than Amazon. <laughs> it's, it's 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 pretty funny, dude, because like we have so many customers from kind of the east coast that like buy our our fly tying selection at tight lines is extraordinary it, it i'm not saying it because i own the shop but like we have an incredibly vast fly tying selection i have a couple of customers that buy from me because they said we're faster than amazon no shit it's like a one-day service to michigan or to the east yeah like i said it was it was a weekend it just and it just shows how lazy some companies are <laughs> that's what it shows that, that's what it shows I me i get it i get it so, 
No, it's it's been cool. But I, I have to say this, while I have like Bart and Nate podcast with me, this is the first time I've ever gotten to do one of these podcasts with like my guys. Um, to you guys at SVS and like to, to Bart and Nate, like fellas, like we have such a cool crew of guys that I get to work with. I can't even explain how lucky all of us are. And I know Bart and Nate agree, like the staff of guides that we get to work with every year. I cannot wait for every single season to come because I've got such a talented group of guys that like they all talk, communicate, and they're some of the best smallmouth guys you'll ever meet. And do you guys like go away for the winter time and like just take a hiatus from each other and then reconvene? No, like, like the Ninja Turtles. When uh, no, we literally no. I think, talk just about every day. It's kind of <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. So, so you guys don't get a break from each other. Go ahead, Bart. I was just going to say, yeah, we've got a, a text roll that's for the guys that somebody's putting something funny out there every day. So they're literally, I bet you I get a text or there's a roll going back and forth every single day. So, yeah, we never We, really we could got. sell movie rights to that son of a bitch by now. Be a book? But <laughs> oh, we yeah. have to, we'd I'd be like movie 43. That. We would all probably go to jail, but. <laughs> yeah, we we have one of those, but I had to tap the mic on it the other day and said, "Is this thing on?" Because these wiener heads weren't fucking using it. They weren't fucking using it. It's for fucking fun. They say, "Oh, I fucked up another muskie." Ha ha ha! My name's Mark, or you know what I mean, whatever. However you want to tell the joke, right? Yeah, man. My I... name's Chad. I'm fucking another boat up. I cut the ass off of it. And look what I did. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> oh, or or, or I'm Jace. Look at me. Ha ha! Here's another steelhead. Ha ha ha! So that that's me, bro. I'm talking about myself. I'm a fucking loser. But things go how they go. <laughs> It's okay. I love Steelhead, but that 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 makes you a loser here. Ask my buddies. No, nah, man, Steelhead are cool. <laughs> They're fun. It's all good. Quit lying to me, fucker. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, they're only they're only stupid if you fish them with a center pin, Jace. That, that's what makes them stupid. What the what? I will cast these beads on a fucking tenkara. Yeah. You can yell at us about this later after we get our guest off the show. Wait a second. I've got so many questions. No, there's no questions. (laughs) I live near PA. This is a different podcast that we're going to interview you guys on. Yes. Please please turn the tables on us. The weirdos (laughs) out out east-west. No, No, we want to say thank you for everything. Thank you. We've got pretty lucky to have the fishery that all of us have and, like, Getting to watch the smallmouth thing grow and getting to work with these guys has been incredible. Well, I, I think it's it's kind of cool to see where it's, like you said, Tim, where it's come to with warm water fishing. Because when we started doing it, I mean, it was kind of laughable to some people to even consider trying to build a business on a smallmouth bass. And now, like you say, it's the second most per- pursued freshwater fish with a fly rod. And people just can't get enough of it. So yeah. I don't know if we were had we were visionary or just dumbasses that made something work. Probably the latter. But well, it's kind of cool to see where it's come. I I, I, I I think you're right on like a lot of planes there, Bardo, because there are two things. And I've said this on, I think I, I said this on like Summer Haze. There was a video that they shot on warm water. But I remember my daughter, who is now 17, was in a baby carrier and I went to the Warren Michigan show and I was peddling smallmouth 
And I was the only warm water guy there. That was 17 years ago. And I almost got laughed out of that show. And now it's a thing. It's a real thing. It It is a real thing. And there's a, a lot more than you guys just doing it. But there's not oh, many... Yeah. There's not many people more than you doing it for the the amount of time that you guys have done it and with the quality of fish that you guys have produced. Well, it's just it's been fun watching it grow because yeah. like watched people push the envelope like look at what's happened to the sport. Bardo, like when we started Nate, when you first started like the flies that we fish and what we could get away with versus what what today is. Oh my God! Yeah. Are you guys still throwing the merges and uh, and the, the old go tos that you did back in the day, or you did uh, the game change enough that you have to to follow along with the fish? Well, you know what's funny is I think sometimes you know we we've went through a lot of changes and seen a lot of things switch in the smallmouth world, a lot of subtle stuff and, and uh, foam fishing and things like that. But, and I know these guys will agree with me when you go back to stuff that you used to throw that you haven't thrown at fish in a long time. It's amazing Works. how much they like it. Yeah. Cause they haven't seen it. I was just going to ask that question and you know, we're kind of getting back into talking to you guys, but uh, <laughs> I, I know this is great. I like um, it, but I got another beer. I'm fine. <laughs> awesome. Good deal, man. We, awesome. <laughs> I got a Have case. You, do you see <laughs> Do you see the fish, like, even, like, how people speak about trout getting smarter and, you know, like, dry fly fishing for trout? There's very smart fish. Have you seen the fish in your area get smarter, uh, not hit certain things because they've seen it before? And For sure. I agree. Now let's, 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 like, cough up the truth of what this is. Nate, and I know you can agree with this, Bardo, when you and I first started – it was woolly buggers. It was trout centric, everything. And hard head poppers, red and white, big feather tails, weed guards. And they ate all of it. Crazy good. Now, fish and wigglies. That's it. I mean, I mean, that's what I, that was my next question. I was going to go into how yeah. does that progress? You're going through your season. You're seeing this fly work, this fly work. I was going to ask, does the wiggly work up there? Is that a presentation that you kind of depend on? Can Can I ask a, here. a technical question about the wiggly? Uh-huh. Is silicone legs or rubber legs? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's silly legs. It's, it's not... It's Lazy? not like umqua, or it's not like a hairline round rubber. Like Charlie's old Mister Wiggly was based off of a silicone silly leg, wopsy silly leg. Okay. Well, and to be you know, that's one fly that takes the name. But when we're talking Wigglies, we're talking oh, all that terrestrial stuff. The broad spectrum, like in late yeah, August and in August, I'll fish hopper patterns for smallmouth, and they love them. Yeah, you know, there's anything kind of Chernobyl-y, foamy club sandwich type stuff. They like that stuff. Yeah, we went into that. I think wiggly wiggly is a broad term for yep. top water small fly style of finesse. small fishing, there which is go. like 
how would you coin top water? How would you coin subsurface? Wiggly fits into that category, which has been adapted into our, our smallmouth skiing. You said it adapts into s- subsurface? No, I'm saying that the, okay. the Wiggly is the category of its own. Okay. Category on its own, yes. And that's due to pressure, you think, or fishing with other flies? Uh, I, I think it's it's not an pressure advent of knowledge base what we've seen on the river as professional guides where it's like stuff that smallmouth do stuff that they think they should do they do no do understandable you, do you guys ever, are you still you still, did you cut out are you still going there i'm here you okay. got me yeah yeah are you okay. still you still yep. talking sorry I, you cut nope. do, do you guys ever run a tan like a uh, like a hopper dropper form? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Is that and typically with like season, a small bait fish off the uh, back? Hopper dropper. Crayfish? Yeah, popper droppers. We'll run like dragonfly nymphs under poppers when the okay. dragonflies are first starting to emerge. And that can be lights out. Yeah. It's and, a real thing. And the dudes that are going out west and fishing like the squalas and the big stone flies, are those flies... Yep. Uh, admissible into smallmouth world? Sure. I, yes. You, it, you it, it, the, go ahead, Tim. Go ahead, Bart. No, no. You, <laughs> you go ahead. Please, okay. you go first. I was just gonna say, <laughs> we don't see the blanket hatches of like salmon flies, but we see big stones. We see golden stones. And I think, honestly, if you get that perfect summer day with low clear water, and you've got fish that are kind of just holding in an area watching the world go by. They're seeing these no. things. They may not see them all the time, but if something looks like it could be edible, they got to put it in their mouth to see what it is. I was going to say. So throwing something like a, a stone fly or something like that, it's not a bad idea because if you've got a finicky fish that you see, he doesn't want your popper, and you back row up, set anchor, and drift something natural over the top of him, it's amazing. A lot of times they'll slip right yeah. up and get it like a trout. Yeah, but because because like not to interrupt here, Bart, because Bart is like rock solid, solid on like what he's saying right here, because if I went down that same flat on a weed line, Bart, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about a smallmouth coming up on a weed line where we're watching him Henry's fork style eat that bug on top. If I went through mm-hmm. there with a Murdich or a changer. Is not in that feeding mode. Mm-hmm. The fish you're fishing for it- you don't think you can make them eat a murdich or a or yep. a swim fly? Absolutely not. This 100% goes probably not. Well, this goes right back to what you said two minutes ago. Naturally, what's that fish do when we're not around? He eats that top water bug. Yeah. He just he eats it. I mean, no, even even if it's to sense it to see what it is. Oh, sometimes they're just hot. No, oh, or yeah, they're yeah, they're hungry. I mean. But I mean, bugs that's are coming like, down that time of year. They're eating. Of I mean, they go out on feeds. They do. And some days it's all day long where they're running shit down and crushing it. But a lot of days you might have a strong bite early and then it just kind of goes neutral when all the fish have kind of fed at that morning time and you go find them laid up in their lives. And they're just watching the world go by. But they will come up and inspect stuff if it's an easy target. They don't want to run things down. They're not. They're kind of neutral. And I think those subtle presentations can bring those fish up and get their interest to get them to bite on something. And you don't you don't think it 
does it matter whether it's a stonefly imitation or nope. a, a here's what a, I a boogle bug or something well, smaller? Um, maybe you can talk on this a little bit too, but like I think a boogle bug is awesome. Sometimes they sip a boogle bug like a wiggly, bug, how it hits the water acoustically harder. And any of the presentations that Bart or Nate are talking about with like the finesse flies, they hit the water soft. Yeah. The fish look for them quietly. Yeah. And I mean, that's, you guys are both, you know, spot on with that stuff. Um, and I think so much of it, one of the things that I think is important for people to realize is that a lot of this is incredibly situational. Um, you know, we're talking about a time of the year where we've got a small water column. Um, so the odds of those fish just abandoning those weed lines and just running recklessly, um, you know, chasing down bait fish and crayfish and stuff like that probably is not going to happen all day long, like Bart said. Um, so it's really just, it's not something that we ever look to force um, you know, to, to do force people to do force ourselves to do, um, as it is just adapting to whatever the situation is, you know, and just being aware of what's going on and, you know, the water's low, those fish are comfortable next to those weed lines. Um, you know, and like Bart said, we've got some incredible, incredible, uh, amount of diversity with our insect life. I mean, we've got massive, massive Dobson flies. I've seen golden stones damn near as big as Dobson flies, um, We've got all that neat stuff going on. And those fish, you know, some of them might be 18 or 20 years old. So they've seen it. They're aware that those bugs are around, um, you know, and looking at a, a fish that's going to eat a popper, you know, that's, you know, more of kind of an inquisitive reaction as opposed to, you know, what's going down with uh, something that might look more realistic and natural to them, um, you know, that they just can't can't refuse, can't say no to. Um, but I, I think the big thing is just being adaptable you know because like bart hit on some days those fish are slid up onto those flats and you see the wakes you see them chasing and that's where you know the the swim flies you know whatever you want to call them the the gurglers the chuggers things that make more noise are going to get those fish riled up and and get them to come and eat um and then you know when the water is low in the summer like that and those fish that sun gets high and they want to relate more to structure you know, you, you got to dig a little bit deeper into the playbook to get that fish to come out of its comfort zone and come up and take that fly. So it's, yeah, I, there's definitely a, there's, there's a time and a place for all of these things, you know, and as, as guides, it's really important not to just say, oh, I'm super addicted to this man, you know, or I'm super addicted. And, and we want to, because there might be something that's kind of fun and kind of new and, or, or even a little taboo to us that we want to chase down. But, you know, being able to kind of branch out into all of those is just going to make you better beginning of the season to the end of the season, beginning of the day to the end of the day, um, you know, all season long. Well, but you, I, I think you that, and Bart... that, that's perfectly said. That's perfectly said, Nate, because you're right. It is not round, whole, square peg all the time. Like this is I'm going to force them to eat this. But Tim, yeah. but Tim's going to force them to eat the, the popper, right? Oh God, yeah! yeah. I'm going to be the first. <laughs> at, at the expense of he got me number one. <laughs> He's already got a marinating in different things, time. ranging from anise to power bait. Anise. Yeah. On, I, was, I thought we thought that was a- anus oil. Yeah, yeah. No, it, well, it's anise. That's, that's you ruined my old my dreams. 
extracts from the muskrats. Well, you can cook with that also. That's what, he collected. That's what he collected from Nate that day years ago when they walked out to the trailer together. Listen, so, it, since, uh, I, oh, I didn't even I know that. <laughs> I didn't see it coming, and I didn't even notice it until I got home. <laughs> After that in the ether bunny, you don't remember too much of that. Oh, I know it. It was the ether bunny. <laughs> But I, 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 I think I think what's happened in the small wall world, fellas. I can tell you, you're talking to not myself, but like Bart and Nate are two of the finest small wall guides I I know in the country, and you are just going after smallmouth in one specific style or one technique. You're missing out a bunch on the cool factor. Oh. So, I mean, it is the big flies. It is the wigglies. It is all of that and trying to put that all together rather than just jamming like, this is what I do. Well, 100%. Um, we we throw big flies. We throw swim flies. Yeah. We throw, like, leaded, like, crayfish flies. You know? It, you guys fish dirty water, though, if I'm not mistaken, Chad. Do you fish mostly a, a little bit tainted or dirty water? Did we 100%. Have yeah. Don't if you, if you could clear. take the word water off of that, closet. you could say it. We fish dirty. Yeah, we fish dirty. <laughs> that's fair. I tell you what, uh, don't, don't, don't forget clousers either because them yeah, things in our water are oh, yeah, su- sure. super so, effective. Yeah. So, like, like, like what the perspective you're going to get from like, Nate and myself is like, it it's totally different red than water, but we we fish red water, but we fish clear water. Yeah, ours is dirt, dirt, and uh, like uh, if you hear old dirty bastards go, I like it raw, and singing dirty, 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 <laughs> that's what we're fishing. Oh, absolutely, and then it's all time of year. <laughs> it's all time of year thing though, you know, like too, and water depth, you know, the way we fish. Oh yeah, yeah. In in August, it'll be a hundred cfs, but we'll still have three inches of viz. Wow. But you can at least throw a swim fly because I mean, they can see it. Yeah. Yeah, chartreuse. Yeah. <laughs> Bright chartreuse and you, white. You've almost explained um, this like uh, steelhead eat the beads like bass eat the wiggly. I mean, uh, it's a natural thing to do. That Well, would you guys be in right. smallmouth guides real quick? You know, you catch 70 to 100 fish every, you know, every guided trip, right? I mean, but for real, do you, how do you got, uh, with smallmouth, with Mark being a musky guy, you could blame it on musky being musky. How do you guys like manage expectations? Because even there's rough days with smallmouth fishing as well. Absolutely. Uh, fellas, I mean, I how think do you manage that? What do you that... tell them? Should have been, should have been here yesterday. <laughs> guys, for a long time. Burn and I fire. new people, but I do it the same way every time. You have to. We're gonna we're gonna try a lot of stuff. We're gonna try and figure them out, and you just always got to stay on the game because they should give us a window today. It might not be all day, but you can't go to sleep at the switch because you could miss that hour, hour and a half of glory, you know, when you're just kind of burned out on the day. Because some days it might take you to the last two hours to get into them with any kind of consistency. And like I said, other days it'll be all day long, but that's not common. All day long is not common. Right. Hell yeah. And it's just uh, the uh, being able to adjust to the situation that really helps you out. So one right. thing, you know, speaking of pressure, with you guys now doing this that long in that area and having so many people, have you noticed any more pressure on your own water now? Okay. All right. We have to first quantify what pressure is because this is a great question. And Bardo and Nate, Taylor Page sent me an article not 
terribly long ago about like pressured small mouth and kind of how it changes. The I got you okay, the same so one. I, I guess yeah, better yeah. better yeah, than that. How about fascinating, T- Tim? Explain to us what where do you define pressure? What what's your definition of it? Okay, all right, all right. This circles back to your question: the Bighorn River, Yellowtail Dam, down to thirteen mile on a peak day may see 300 drift boats a day for trout. Okay? That qualifies as pretty high pressure. Where we guide one drift boat in seven or eight miles a day, but it sees a drift boat seven or eight miles a day, but just one, that's what we qualify as pressure. Yeah. So you guys have seven guides, like I said. But we only fish one guide on a beat a day. We never put more than one guide on a beat a day unless it's a family trip with two boats. And then, but you don't give a beat a break, correct? No, but like one, think of the false casts in the course of a day. But but do you ever run into people while you're out there, though? Uh, Yeah, on occasion. I mean... On occasion. But it's never, like Tim said, if, if you go out, like, to see true, like, fly anglers floating the river, I mean, if you see a boat or two on a weekend day in the summer season, you're like, wow, it's getting kind of crowded up. So yeah. you don't have, like, a, there's not a heavy gear population fishing for them or anything? No. Oh, not too much. And I think we're fishing two different fish at that level. Yeah, if you see gear guys typically on the river, a lot of them are looking for walleye. Yeah. That's so, like so, lucky so, being a wall. So anyhow, cir- circle back. Almost game. The article that Taylor sent me, fellas, Nate, you probably got the same one. They talk about like how those fish get focused in on certain lures, certain baits, and how they change their dynamic. And I have talked about this at nauseum. Bart, you are the guy that brought the Murdoch Minnow to its fame, regardless of what anybody else says. Anywhere else, like I saw the Murdoch Minnow happen with you, and that changed the game entirely. Where you and I were fishing July and August, not even fishing top water, just Murdoch Minnows because it worked so goddamn well. And now, follow Murdoch Minnows, they still eat them, follow <coughs> game changers, they still eat them, but it's changed, fellas. That that's weird. So, how long ago was the Murdoch minnow uh, craze, and how long do you think it took for the the fish to realize that they have hooks in them? Bardo, it was eighteen years ago. You came into my shop and bought the first Murdoch minnows before they discontinued them with Umqua. And then, what was the time span after that? Nate, do you remember this? I it I want to say it was a couple years. Because I yeah, remember you I reached say. out to them and, and they told you that they could make them, but you had to do a custom order, which was what, like a half a bazillion? I think it, that was the number. <laughs> I think I'm it was a sure. half a bazillion, roughly. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. It's a lot. And we needed a lot of zeros. Right. And a half. right. But, man. That's... But I would say, to answer that question, I would say it was a good couple of years where on any given day we could just fish that. You could just Five? cripple that thing along on a floating line and just get smoked all day long. So, Bart, do you still spend all winter tying Murdoch minnows? 
or is that that no, ship sailed? Uh, we buy them. <laughs> we buy Murdoches. I buy other things. I buy Murdoches. Silly fucking me. have them because I'll tell you what, they still work great in the right conditions. You know, if you get a rain day or overcast day, um, the fish can get real happy to streamers, and they are killer flies to fish at that time. But as far as like in the summer when the water's low and clear, that would probably be one of my last choices they're, as far as what I thought is going to work when we get going. A mistake condition. I can fly. be proven wrong. I might end up out of desperation going there when I can't catch anything on anything else. But, uh, yeah, it's not my first choice anymore. So are you still buying the basic merged minnows? Are you buying the ones from, like, Eli from Great Lakes Flies with the rattles in them? Or, uh, I, like, if I can jump in here real quick. Yeah. I think the more that you add to the Murdoch minnow, like, and I was talking to Rosenbauer about this, like, you put lead in it, you put a cone head in it, it totally changes how that fly should be fished. It ruins it's a stall it. fly. It's the original stall out fly. So I, I fished the original Murdoch straight up. Yeah, me too. Okay. Me and, too. And do you guys are you guys in on the hype on the uh the wedge head flies for smallmouth? Are you talking like wedge heads like uh Tommy Lynch like D and D stuff yeah, like that, like stuff like that. Um, I've been I've been tying flies on them, and uh, it's, and I've been tying brush head awesome, flies, brush head flies on them, also. So uh, I, I just think wonder. it's awesome, but you're you're still talking about the same category of you have two types of fish on a hot summer day that occupy a lot of watersheds. You have got a passively eating fish, and then you have an aggressively eating fish that will chase that stuff down. And if you're fishing those style of flies, like you're targeting specific fish, passively eating mm-hmm. fish is not going to eat that. Okay. And you think the passively eating fish is going to eat something on top? Yeah. Okay. No, that that's Nate, awesome. What do you think, Nate? Is that correct? Or nothing at all. Fuck that fish. Yes. Perfect. Understandable. Now, is that passive fish also a a fish that would eat a small, like, bottom bound state clouser type crayfish something? I would, I would again, I would, I I don't even like answering that question. Um, (laughs) It's a great question, but just, I, I think there's too many variables there. You know, I mean, is that fish passively, um, you know, we'll say quote unquote feeding because I will just assume that they're always perpetually uh, feeding. Um, but is it in that passive mode because it, you know, it, it ate a, a, a frog earlier and it's just kind of full. Is it doing it because the water temperature, you know, dipped five degrees overnight? You know, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I think situationally you can present something to all fish. I would like to think being an optimist that, you know, you can find something that they'll eat. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. That's, that's a tough one. Well, um, and I guess the reason I asked that question is cause like, let's say like certain situations we get real low, clear, the fish get hard. A lot of times where I look to kind of get that like harder bite is I'll go extremely small, put like floating line, really long leader and go, yeah. you know, smaller than I would down to even like an inch, inch and a half. And, you know, that seemed yes. to work well too. So that's kind of like what, you know, going with that and if that's something that kind of is also an alternative or how you are you kind Perfect. of stick yeah. or, you're sti- mean, or do, you, that being do you stick like, mainly to top um, water 
receptive to sometimes what you know clients want to do like we we've got dudes that you know have fished smallmouth longer than we've been alive you know we've, we've <laughs> yeah. got some dudes that fish with us that that have have seen some stuff and might not have been with fly that whole time um might have been with spin tackle whatever but they have that experience there and i've had guys in my boat straight up say you know nate we've run through a b c d you know all the way out to m um you, do you mind if i try something you know, and, and my answer is always, you know, God, no, knock yourself off. Please, whatever, go for it. Whatever Please you want to do. And and I had a guy, Tom, in the boat probably seven or eight years ago that he put on a little bitty, like you said, maybe an inch, inch and a half long deer hair claw um, crayfish pattern, you know, with little rubber antenna sticking out of it. And, and he lengthened out his leader a little bit, went all the way down to like six or eight pound fluorocarbon and just started casting this thing out of the back of the boat and just slowly stripping it in and started catching the hell out of fish. <laughs> and I had to try to not act surprised by this. And <laughs> swallow my side and be like, son of a bitch, that works. Well, uh, of course this is a good And of technique. course, you know, I'm getting shit from them like, hey, where were you on that one? You know, and it's like, well, no, that's, yeah, I, I had faith in that all along. You know that was that was gonna be my next option. <laughs> that was LMNOP. Yeah, <laughs> but that's but that's why that's where you know like you want guys that will try that different stuff and and you know what it's 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 all good. You know I mean there's 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 just like in trout fishing there's dudes that prefer to fish dry flies and there's guys that prefer to fish big streamers and that's awesome. You know but I think that it's kind of incumbent on us as guides to be flexible to provide the best opportunity for customers because you know let's be honest i mean they love coming up and seeing the wildlife and they love coming up and spending time uh you know with with us which is uh shocking um but you know they they ultimately are there to catch fish you know and the more that we can can add to our basket in terms of techniques and different flies and all that shit and sometimes we do have to learn it from customers you know and just being open-minded customers nate and if we're gonna we've if, learned. If we're gonna talk yeah. about you guys as famous people, they're gonna wanna see, you know, uh raccoons get bludgeoned to death by bear dogs. <laughs> like uh like like Bart that's, told that's the story. story. They might want on, to. I don't ever want to see it again. <laughs> Six days ago. Bart, when I you didn't came, hear this. You came back to camp though, like I was like <laughs> laughing my ass off like like I, I listened to the podcast the other day and I'm just like, oh my God, I totally, I remember who it was with and we loved them. Spectacular people. I'm like, that is the wrong people for that to happen to. Have they oh, come, absolutely. have they come back since? Yeah, they've been back after that. for years. Oh, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Looking so, for the next bludgeoning, eh? At least that hasn't scared them off. <laughs> They never wanted to fish with Bart again for some reason. But... <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> you know what's funny is I just, you know, and I'm thinking as I'm listening to these guys talk about these techniques and neutral fish and, and everything like that. And what I'm envisioning when I'm thinking about these fish, I, I'm talking about they're not going to want to chase a streamer down. This is like clear, not very deep water, boulder gardens, things like that, where you can where I can physically see the fish and see them respond to this type of situation. And those are, you can see it. Right. I can watch them pop or set down. They kind of, kind of flex and pop off the side a little bit. They're spooked by it. And you can kind of set up, watch this fish hold, 
watch what they're doing if there's more than one, and then try some stuff and try and feed them like you're trout fishing. Now, on that same day, if I get downstream into an area of the river where there, let's say there's deeper sweeping bends with big wood and big boulders in it with more water, then I would say like your wedge heads, divers, big hair bugs, I'll use some of that stuff, even on a day when I think the fish are kind of neutral, because in that bigger water, splatting that down, big noise, I think you can get a reaction out of them on some of those days. But in that low clear, they just, that makes them very nervous to have all that commotion. I think when they have more water above them, that doesn't scare them as much. It kind of perks them up, and and you make a big move with it, and they just attack. They're just trained to attack sometimes, that reaction. And I think last year, one of our clients, like, he worded it to me in a way that I had never really thought about before. And, and Bart, you're right. I mean, when we go fish some smaller rivers that have those deep, creepy, woody corners and stuff, like we do for sure fish bigger streamers, like absolutely 100%. Um, but one of our clients last year, he said to me, and I don't know why this never occurred to me. He said, Nate, fishing with you guys on your, on your main river especially in like July and August is way more like flats fishing than it is typical. What I think of as river fishing. Well, I was going to ask and he was, he was very, very accurate with that. Like just from the visual aspect and you know, all of that stuff. That kind of leads yeah, me to a, a good question fishing. too. Yeah. Um, you know, going down through a lot of the places you guys get to fish, do you know fish are places? Do you know, Hey, 20 inch, this Carl lives over here in this log jam, or do you see a lot of the Absolutely. same fish? Yes. fish? I, yes, I totally yes, believe yes. in that. I think when you have, especially when you have like a really defined, perfect piece of holding water, that's not say a big piece, small, you know, something that not a lot of fish are going to get into. If you not a feeding flat, like, like not a feeding flat, no, you're talking like, like a defined, water, like, like a bucket, home. like holding water. Yes. Yep. And if you go through and if I put a fly into one of those areas and a big fish moves and I see a big fish move and we miss them, I make a mental note right there. There's like a little micro hit list on my agenda for the summer. And I keep going back to those spots so I can get that fish to eat because they typically will stay in that area. Hmm. I know uh, just in our river, I know it's, it's I don't we don't flowing there. We don't see a ton of fish in the same exact spots. I've been had a hard time. You know, going back, hooking the same fish, and it's a it's a big, large area. It's tough. It's like shooting fish in a barrel, and, and not on top of it being you know always muddy. You don't, you can't really ever identify fish. I caught the same fish one summer, probably, I would say, uh, eight times on the low end, maybe a dozen times on the high end. Um, and he was under, he was he was under the same tree it was on river right on one of our upper floats and he ate a chartreuse boogle bug that fish made me look like a hero uh, a lot and he was 18 and 5 eighths inches and missing his left eye so i was awesome. quite confident that it was the same damn fish so but did you catch him in that the following year no no i mean with the with the migratory nature of our fish i'm sure some of them come back to the exact same spot but but maybe relocate a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know if you did one of the other the B floats or caught them somewhere like seven miles downstream or something. If you caught them a dozen yeah. times, you you had a you know a personal relationship with them. It was like sleeping with Tim. <laughs> it was like sleeping with Tim. Did you right? use a condom? No, no. They, they sleep together. Yeah, that relationship started to break off. Bart and Bart and I sleep together. 
I'm solo, bro. <laughs> like sleeping with like sleeping the, with Tim with a lot less snoring and farting. That's like the fourth time. <laughs> that's like the fourth time. That's not Tim fair. Bart, Bart and Nate sleep together. <laughs> uh, he wants it to be he wants to kind less of farting on, and he? snoring. You do you understand? We had our days. We had our days with Tim. Now he's with the young guys. It hurts. I but, am. It hurts. You know. So speaking of lavish the, apartment, and I'm stuck with them. Thanks. Speaking of the young <laughs> dudes, how many young dudes do you guys have to to shuffle through a year to get one guy that can uh can hang with the crew? You yeah. know what? None. We've been so fortunate the last couple of hires, and we kind of do it. It's it's weird because when we first started, like how Bro. Nate got hired, that was a dirty trailer episode you guys heard about. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it used to be. But we've grown to a point, and once we really got our program dialed the way we think it should be, there's like a hiring process. It's weird. It's kind of official and kind of creepy that we'll meet with potential candidates, casual, have a beer, talk, interview, like a formal type interview, and then spend some time on the water with them. It's a process. And we, Tim, Tim then, wanted to call it know, the casting room, but I told him no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wanted no part of that. Bart, or Nate, no, like, that's like we're, we're, we're in, like, I'll tell you right now, like, in a process right now, because we're man down. One of our guys got married. I can't imagine that she doesn't want him to live in Pembine, Wisconsin for the summer. <laughs> it, it just behooves me. Um, but, like, Oof. we're in the process of, like, finding the next guy right now, and advertise we're just looking for him quietly because he's got to be the right guy yeah right just, fellas i mean now like, now the whole fbs community knows we're looking for him tim oh yeah all, all 30 people <laughs> are gonna come and be <laughs> knocking down your door yeah 30 listeners they're gonna raid your shop all 30 of them yeah <laughs> <laughs> mass herd bearded of, men you have tens of people Flannel and beards. <laughs> <laughs> gonna be inundated by uh, those two guys. Yeah, it's gonna be yeah. Zach and Dustin Hines. <laughs> I was gonna say one, one of them will be twelve years old, and the other one will be about eighty-six. Yeah, no, eighty-six-year-olds don't have time for us. Blue, that's my boy, Blue. <laughs> no, it's, it's 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 weird. I think Bart and Nate and I. Super excited. Like, I've never gotten to do a podcast. I've done a bunch of them, but I've never gotten to do a podcast, like, with my guys. And, like, Bart and Nate are my guys. Like, Oh, yeah. As close to my brothers as I have brothers. They can work here on the weekend. <laughs> that's, Send them next week. That's why we wanted to have all three of you guys on. Like, you guys are the, yeah. the dudes. <laughs> it's been a couple of seasons. You know, Nate, Nate's kind of the rookie of the crew with only 16 guide years of experience for smallmouth bass. So, I mean, he's gonna keep, we're going to keep that. him around a couple more and see if it works out. It's <laughs> a yeah. yeah. 20-year probationary season. Yeah. yeah. Finally give him a raise. There'll be an interview. No raise. Don't be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, Don't so get outrageous. Let's, let's circle back to that. Jay, bite your fucking Oh, no, no, no. I think <laughs> I mean, you're 16 years ain't shit. You got to go 20. Up, hey, breaking. let's keep him on long enough, get a couple more beers on him, then we'll talk money, Nate. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you got to bring so two six-packs to I the shop. I stopped drinking scotch at guide camp. I'm just drinking beers. I'm, I've, I've circled back on that. Okay. So. We'll see. 
I'm calling total bullshit on that. He drank this. He drank a twelve two six packs. That was for everybody. So, uh, Musky, I know it's a fall time thing. Do you guys run into him in the springtime? Yeah, do. on occasion. And not you, a ton. Are they in the the water that you're targeting smallmouth on, or are they just like? Hey, here's a deep pool. Should we throw a, a bigger fly with uh with a wire leader or what what's the deal? Some of that. Yeah, I mean some of the stretches have like concentrations enough to do that, but you know, our fall game, Nate we have on now, like Nate is one of I only have two musky guides calling it's Nate and Gavin. But uh, I'd say our musky game is of the year, it's smallmouth focused and musky. Like, maybe we get one here, kind of stuff. But the fall of the year, September 15th on, Nate and Gavin are full on musky. Okay, well, just just so you know, we still have the fall of the year to talk to, to Nate and Gavin. But if they want to talk yeah. about now, we can do that as well. <laughs> did you Did you see uh, the Gavin's dad? It's the new Wisconsin fly record. Is that the one that you guys hung in the shop? Yeah, 53 and a half. Shop right now. That was a pig. Listen, is it a real skin mount? We we got a skin mount, right? No, that's a reproduction. I don't no, like it's that a shit. I mean, I mean, look, uh, we well, insisted he kill the fish. Yep. That's what I want. That is what I want. Listen, when a record is a fucking stake. We're going to get Trager on board with this podcast. It's like Traggers, smokers, musky yes. Traggers. We're going to smoke muskies. Listen, you see the guy. <laughs> we, we filleted up. I mean, they, they did, so they didn't persecute your, your dad like they did the guy who just caught that new record wherever the fuck, Virginia or In something. West Virginia. I mean... If we're talking record fish, there's a need to kill it because we need to see if it's a record. And that's a, that's my stand on that shit. I mean, yeah. it's the end of an era, bro. Whack them all. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, but if that's, you... That's also a length record, though, too, you're going by, correct? It's not a weight. Isn't it? That's a length. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what it weighed, but it, like, it, it's freaking massive. I don't know like, about you, Jace, shop, but like, I can I can measure them alive just as good as I It's easier yeah, dead, but, but I can measure them right I mean, alive, too. I mean, when a guy puts right, a fish so, in a so, tank so and gets haggled. on the phone right now with, he's not the world record holder himself, but his client is, and it's a 10-pound, that's right, 10-pound line class record, Nate Sipple, 24 and an eighth inch smallmouth with the client. Did he, <laughs> Did he kill it? Did he kill it? Skin mouth. Skin Trigger mouth. Small mouth. I'm only Hashtag concerned. Trigger small mouth. I mean, Trigger small mouth. <laughs> <laughs> one, That's going to be the next book. <laughs> and it was, it was so, a really old fish. Um, we had to put a lot of seasoning on it. <laughs> <laughs> old bay. <laughs> old bait is ass to death. I, I can tell you right now that teriyaki <laughs> smallmouth is not as good as it sounds. <laughs> Speak- no walleye. Sean. Yeah. Speaking of that, um, I'm I'm gonna cross some boundaries. I'm gonna break down some walls. Uh we we cooked stock trout yesterday on the side of the, the side of the stream for the kids. Do you guys awesome. 
Have you guys ever eat, eaten a uh, smallmouth? Is it as delicious as Cal says it is? I, I have smallmouth out of I don't care for them. Smallmouth out I, of no, I Lake that. Michigan on Washington Island. Yep. You guys have? Was, I'm sorry. I, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I'd rather eat a bluegill or okay. a walleye. I would as well. Because you get a bigger filet out of it. Out of Washington Island, like cold water. Like, it's good. It was good. Like fried grease and like short oh, yeah, lunch. I mean, deep fry anything is good. Yeah, man. <laughs> Don't be shy. Deep up a fry. Dog and drop in the deep fry oil. It'll probably be all right. <laughs> Great. That, I hear That was the thing. Like, like, Bardo, like Bart and Nate were both on that meat eater show that we did with uh, Das Boat. Like, we had to kill a fish and like, I didn't want to kill a smallmouth. Like, Oh my God, what do we do about this? And like, Sir Melly is freaking awesome. Cause he's like, let's whack a pike. And that's yeah. good enough. <laughs> so you guys, let's give the sacrificial lamb. That's right. Like, perfect. And <clears throat> have you guys eaten more he, pike since? He caught it. I oh, I love my top three game fish ever list of most delicious fish. Hmm. Yeah, pike are super underrated. And love what, them. What what's the best way to do it? Do you put them on a grill like you would a trout, and then pull the the bones out, or uh, what do you what do you do with pike? Uh, I've you got a buddy guy ninja that can take the Y bones uh, out ninja. and then just you know chunk them and deep fry them just like you would a regular Northwoods fish fry. Oh man, you got you got to introduce hey, me. To that's this what ninja we had dude. with the meteor crew. Was like <laughs> yeah. like. Just like yeah. like Cermelli, like Y boned them, chunked them, and like it's as good as it gets. Yeah, man. I've also pickled them, which is awesome. Ooh. Oh yeah, small pickled. I've pike never had that part. I bet it's good. And then, well, the nice thing about pickling a, a pike is you, you once you cut the fillets off, you don't have to worry about the Y bones. When you put it in the brine and it yeah. sits a couple of weeks, the Y bones dissolve. So that would be great for pickerel as well, mm-hmm. which are invasive to Absolutely. our western Pennsylvania waters. Yeah, I'm in, man. <laughs> pickled pickerel, right on. Because they're fun, bro. They're fun to catch, and they're pickled, and they're uh, boneless. I'm in. Perfect. All good things. So, guys, is there anything? Uh, we've had you on the phone for two hours. <laughs> is there anything that we haven't hit <laughs> I'm, on? I'm going to tell you, like, here's what we haven't covered, fellas. Like, yeah. Everything. We just need to circle back with the crew because, like. We got some shit to talk about. Like, I like this. No, man. I, I like doing it as a group. This is fun. We should do this like every other week. As long as as long as can get away. These guys got four weeks until they're stupid busy. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I would sit up at camp some night after we got off the river and sit around and have a couple of beers and talk to you guys. Let's, That'd be kind of fun. We take fishing reason. reports. <laughs> Mid-season jam. Yeah. After we get off the river, you can ask us questions about our clients. We don't have to answer names. Yeah, man. We can vent. We can. I mean, like we can. Like we're going to talk about it in the mix. Like, like a hundred days in. Let's, where Where's your head at? Let's do May twenty eighth. I I don't even know what day, <laughs> day well, of the week well, that well, is. Well, we need updated no, when think, the first popper fish like, is caught. May, Bart, wouldn't you want to do like August fifteenth? Yes. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, yeah, two colors are out then. When there is right. no goddamn filter anymore. Yeah. And it's hot as shit out. Um, 
Perfect. My one request would be that this not be done live, um, just in the interest of anything possibly incriminating coming out. Um, oh, it's never live. It's never. It's never. We, we had to use the kill switch a couple times on a on a movie that we did um, in interview. <laughs> <laughs> there were there were there were things uh, imbibed and <laughs> yeah, there was there was some shit that was said that like was not supposed to be said that was considered sacred and. Namely, uh, the name of the goddamn river, which we spoke over and over again about, and I think it was Bart that made it six it seconds his interview. I was under several influences. It's okay. As soon as he did it, we all like covered okay. our mouths because we had to be quiet behind the camera. We were like, no! No, he fucking didn't get him! Get him! I'm going to blow it up. I'm going to blow it up right now. Gotti. Ago, four Sims came up and shot like the Sims thing. He's like, Rose, I will not give away the river. And decided at 3 a.m. 3 a.m. in the morning that like maybe we do interviews right now after everybody's all hammered, all fucked up interviews. Yeah, that's that's how it went down. That's how that Sims program went down. That's that's that's. That's why I look so sunburnt, quote unquote. I'm doing the little, I'm doing the little Austin Powers air quote thing. I look very sunburnt. Nate, why were your cheeks so red? It was a really hot day. The, I had 107 have, beers. The wind it was, was kicking. Yeah. <laughs> I had 107 beers. <clears throat> you, you guys were uh, fitted right, right like in a glove with us in Western Pennsylvania the same dude yeah man mm -hmm. uh, it seems like smallmouth guys are all the same <laughs> yeah man did you say dude, midwestern since, since i've owned the shop since i've owned the fly shop getting to meet so many different people yeah, and like and some of the other stuff and like like meeting like sir Melly and the meat eater crew and stuff was like oh my god we are exactly the same dude <laughs> creepily the same dude yeah yeah, man. And uh, hey, Zach said you guys dug the uh, the Pennsylvania beers. Oh my God, I, Bart, Nate, I didn't tell you about this because I drank all of that. <laughs> Damn it! But... Sorry, you see the pattern here, fellas. <laughs> We're you know, putting one two we together. Do, like, you text us every day. You could just drop that into the text. We don't live far apart. Hey, these guys gave me some beer. Ten ninety nine from me or his Christmas present yet? So he's not going to get a fucking beer yet. I mean, let's wait be for the beer. That's going to bring I it don't in. care about tech stuff, but if I knew you had beer. <laughs> I, mean, come on. I am sorry. Zach had delivered some delightful ales from PA from our good friends at SVS that I drank all of them. And I apologize. All of them. Yeah, man. I, what? I, I, I think I delivered uh, four, four or three, four packs. Well, it was actually packs because zach may have consumed one and i'm not judging him thank you zach for all of your contributions so i'd like by all means but yeah uh dave and i at the fly shop drank all of them they were delightful well done well done pa well done <laughs> they did a good job so, I'm, just saying. I'm i'm sorry nate and bart my bad yeah i'm not sorry i'm sorry nate i'll and bart. remember this uh we'll we'll send directly to your house next time Right on. Yeah. So, um, hey guys, where where can guys go book trips for smallmouth floats? 
Um, you can contact the shop or if you want to check out our website at www.tightlinesflyshop.com. Or if you want to check us out on social media, go to uh, Tightlines Fly Fishing, W-I-C-O, Tightlines Fly Fishing, Wisconsin CO, um, or Tightlines Fly Fishing Company on Facebook. But um, check us out and, you know, follow along with all of our adventures in the summer. All of our guides post on social media throughout the summer. Bart and Nate are terrible at it, but I appreciate <laughs> it that you're old and you're just trying. That's fair. Hey, and if anyone wants to hit up Bart, he was on last week's episode of The Vent Podcast. So he's super mm-hmm. famous. He's famous. Yeah, oh yeah. I'm <laughs> huge. Big time. Mm-hmm. So, well, all right, guys. Still a pants on one leg at a time, just like you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but when you put your pants on, you're catching 20-inch smallmouth. That's true. Damn a lot of them. God damn it. He catches a lot of them. It makes me so mad. I'll tell you what. When we had Bart on, that was our most listened to podcast, barring Kelly Gallup. What? I am angry. (laughs) Yes. Fuck that guy. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's exactly exactly what I needed to hear tonight. This is in my boss. Don't like You're me. Doing my whole Dad, you and I are done. <laughs> I hope your boat sinks. <laughs> hope you got a bad weld in there, bro. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be shocked if Bart showed up to guide camp this summer with a shirt. With a t-shirt? Yeah, that says oh, yeah. I, I, I was I was SBS's second most listened to podcast. I'm kind of a big deal. I had a, I had look, a at, look at yeah. me. What well, you can't you, so poorly. You can't really judge the Kelly Gallup fans, you know. So, so I'm I'm, I'm counting Bart as number. No, we're not one. judging that. We're judging Bart? the fact that you gave Bart that little nugget of ammunition. Right no, there. I'm, 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 I'm counting Bart. His as head number is one. huge now. Huh? <laughs> Fly patterns, the stacked Bardo. He's gonna have a sticker on the back of his boat. Only Kelly had more than me. Blasto <laughs> next year to be his roommate. <laughs> oh, I've got all, all sorts of things rolling around in my head right now. Call me time <laughs> I'm just going to let you fellows know, like, I'm going to start looking for different podcasts to talk to because I, I, I don't like how this has turned out. I'm not, don't worry, I'm, I'm I'll, come back. I'll just get you more hits. Shoot one deep, man. <laughs> oh, God. oh God! Gentlemen, hit us up mid-season, man. We'd love to talk to you guys again. God bless. Be safe, <laughs> and, man. Uh, Absolutely, brothers. Rock and roll. You guys got a place to stay if you ever want to migrate our way for a few days. These Delightful. guys don't, yeah. don't like the bugs Thank out you. there. I'm coming up, man. I'm coming for sure. <laughs> what the the pure Wisconsin, me. right? <laughs> I I will drop Bart's uh, actual street address right now <laughs> if you give him any more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you did? Wait. You're on.
how we're gonna play some fucking Foo Fighters. This is what Chad listens to when he tries to make love to his wife with his CPAP machine on. So I asked the kid at work if he knew who New Edition was. Did he say no? He said no, so I put the song on. Fucking loser. <laughs> Listen, I used to fuck all the bitches in your town. Listen, uh, New Edition. New Edition, yeah, yeah. Like, no, like, you didn't. Oh, yeah, the, the whores, yeah, yeah, just the whores, you know, not the, not the bitches, you know. Yeah. No, you didn't. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but, but he knew someone that did. Wait, wait, you're 12 years old when New Edition was good, right? <laughs> right. Hell was New Edition. I don't know this. This is New Edition. I, I oh, knew. Put a better song on. Put a. They don't have better songs. Oh, they do. There's no good. Uh, we're, like I said, where would where, the Foo Fighters go? Can we put on some Foo Fighters? Great Come new on. edition songs. There, there are no good new editions. Of, so I'll send you one, Chad. Don't wait, worry. Let's let's tell the the people about the Boston effect. The Boston effect. The Boston effect. Yeah, it's a Boston effect. Does that make you drive fast like your no, dad? No, no. <laughs> it makes you get steelhead like him though. Can can we tell people about the Boston effect? Sure. Yeah, go this, ahead. It's something super secret. No, no, it's not. I guess it's not super secret. I mean, it's just something that we grew up and. It, it always kind of coincided with the good fishing day. So when, when you were on your way to the river, and you heard Boston, this is when but, there was only that was yeah. This could, is when there was only FM yeah, radio. You, this you is the one there was it on. Yeah. It yeah. had to come on the station. <laughs> yes. It had to come it ha- yes. But we but, had an hour and twenty but, minute drive. They also played it once an hour. And yeah, sure. an hour and twenty minute drive. Yeah. <laughs> but it seemed like Rick always had a way of willing Boston to come on. <laughs> it did. It did. It, maybe maybe like, it was his foot crushing to the floorboard. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> jumping, jumping the tracks on the way up seven did to Connie. Did you say hour 20? Shit. Yeah, 45 you're right. minutes, motherfucker. <laughs> Let's get it. Scared. Oh, you're scared of deer jumping in front of you? Yeah, listen to this Boston. It'll help you. Oh, yeah. If more than that feeling came on, you know you're gonna you're just going to slay the trout. Or Here, steal, smoke or this or Newport ahead. with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to hotbox this Newport inside of this Cavalier. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. It was Hold a on. cutlass. It was yeah. a white cutlass. Yeah, it was a white, no, it was a white Oldsmobile uh, Delta 88 is actually what it was. It was an old Delta 88. It was many vehicles. Yes. Uh, Fishmobile existed fishmobile. in every vehicle yeah, your oh, dad yeah. owned. My dad's cars always smelled of some kind of fish and or and or in Newports, yeah, in Newports, yes, <laughs> all of Newports. <laughs> but, uh, but I told your daughter last yesterday about the Boston effect. She's like, "Who's Boston? What's yeah. the Boston effect?" I said, "If you hear Boston on the way river, you're gonna catch every fish there, all of them." She said, "Really?" I said, "Yeah." I said, "And Nolan, we're catching them all." We're catching them, fucking all, all of them, every one of them, and we did. That Boston's greatest hits blaring out the truck while you were parked there. We listened to Boston, and then we listened to Manford Man a little bit. Hey, yeah, you should have put it on the radio pretty, and let the gods provide. There, were, there's always a pretty consistent. There's no fucking FM radio in my truck. It was <laughs> uh, shit. It's either that or uh, you know, I, there was always a pretty strict uh, you know, Boston. You got your ru- uh, rush. 
blaring. Well, listen. Um, there was there was uh, some the Skinner stations and, uh, playing this AC, shit. ACDC, you know, was always a pretty common one. Back in black and all that. My dad would have that blaring at eleven. Wait, you know, your ears are bleeding. What what was at four thirty in the morning? Balls? You got to oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Balls? We're, <laughs> yeah. You know, we're airborne over Who's the tracks. Who's got big yeah, balls? We've got big balls. Oh, exactly. <laughs> all the way. Yeah. No, listen. I find myself. You know, I, I love rap, and I'll, I'll click those stations. But you get in that that middle area, that that gray zone where the radio isn't your your home radio. You know, oh, you're sure, not used sure. to it, so you're like flicking through the seek, the seek, the seek. And I find myself always jumping on the shit your dad would. Well, the throw lake, on the lake, shit is like it, that. Is it the lake that's up in Oop. Cleveland? They have the radio station up in Cleveland. Like I think it that one that plays, but it they play some good. Uh, you Old get up north, rock yeah. Stations, you switch on. Yeah. You get the good stations. Yeah. I mean, it's like our R one hundred two nine yeah. or something yeah, sure. on the right days. Y one hundred three. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, that's what I find myself clicking to. But you know, I get that dumbass rap station on and, and gotta listen to these fucking kids out here. But twiggity biggity diggity pop, chickity. You know, it gets me hype when I'm gonna go catch that steel. I don't remember what we listened to on the way. So what are you gonna do now? Steelhead's gonna he got, he got a little bit of time left. Yeah, I'm gonna smoke those fuckers for a while. Listen, here's all the trips I've been on. I went on like a handful of trips. 12, 12, 15, I hope 31 day. Like it's You're fucking, talking about steelhead trips? Yeah, it's been insane. I went on, on five different trips. Uh uh Ohio trips. All Ohio trips. What do they got left? A couple weeks, that's about it. It's it's on. There's suckers around. I seen a quill back. There's there's them fish around, but it's been a little weird because we've had a lot of water so and not warm temps. So this is going to extend for a little bit. Grand River, some of my buddies, I don't know, they, they slay them regardless. But they're staying on the bank because of such high flows. But they know where to fish lay. They fucking hammered freshies for a few days when it was just low enough to fish. But it's it wasn't low. You know what I mean? It was still high flows. So that river's got fresh fish and like i said i hooked 30 on a day at ashtabula and that's insane for me i mean that's probably one of the best steel days i've seen in a long time but it was due to catching it on the right day you know what i mean it was those fish just came in we had high flows everywhere it's like two weeks ago and i man every every hole er, i didn't stand in many places i stood in like three places and just proceeded to lay the fucking smack on them and it was all beads i mean they're there for a reason they're eating you know it was all fresh fish so now i've been back there a few times you got drop backs you don't have as many fish in the holes so that river didn't get the huge bush or or steady run of spring i mean it's gonna just bounce around so when when flows get right everything's high right now every single thing even elk like there's this is probably the last r- little bit what's gonna go on over there in PA, but Ohio's gonna gonna go on for a little bit, and <clears throat> hopefully I can get out to the Grand. I've been itching to do that. I went. I've only fished like I, I know, said. I've been dying to put the raft on there, and then we kind of got blown out of Dude, what we wanted got, to do there. There's there's launches. There's a lot of a lot yeah, of access on that river now, man. It, well, it's all metro parks, you exactly. know, and they have they, like canoe access, park and kayak lots, access, yeah. everything everywhere, yep. and and it's it's just nice. I mean. Hobo pavilions. Yeah, not so much. You go to Beulah, you'll, hey, you'll hey, run hey, into hey. Those the Those guys got to live homeless. somewhere too. They're tough. They're tough hobos up here in the Northeast. Yeah. They gotta be tough to they live up in the Northeast. Head, I'll tell yeah. you that. They don't. <laughs> hey, you gonna keep that? 
No, no, but these, you can. These guys probably don't want it. I mean, I don't know. I've never met a guy who comes down to get no steelhead. They're just like, ha we're happy here in the in the fucking park under the bridge. So, no, nah, it's been a, a pretty decent steelhead so far. Uh, I mean, it's not over, but it's going to wane. And I'm hoping our fishery warms up because, like I said, we're in that one to two. The to transitional yeah, period. It's, it's just a, a cold water time when fishermen want to fish and the fish aren't there so but i did see some pictures of local area walleye being caught that are on the verge of spawning like super fat plump ready to blow so i i hope i can maybe go and cast for some of them but i mean that that's a temperamental game i mean for all the fish that we do like seriously i i put ice fishing above everything sorry guys but it doesn't have hey, any. Do your thing. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't really have a lot to don't do. Don't say sorry to us unless you. I learned. Don't talk to us for a month. Yes. Oh. Oh. Well, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Yeah, don't even give I've me a fucking call fishing. to go sit on the fucking ice one day. Yeah. Wait your head. I'm gonna tell you like you told me. Worst both ways. Blah blah blah. Anyway, so the thing is about ice fishing. It's about catch fish for dinner, and that's what I love to do. But I do learn a lot, and all this shit really doesn't. It's weird. These fish don't relate. We all have, like, all these species to fish for, but it's not relative. And that's what's weird about it. Because I can get to a point in the season where late summer I'm catching smallmouth, walleye, striper, every single thing. And it's and then it's relative. But until then, it's all a different sport and it's hard. Catching walleye? Simply hard. Condition pending, you know. Trout, same thing, you know. Or, you know, just getting... Getting on the right water at the right time is what it's about. So hopefully all you guys can get out there and do that because that having those good days is what brings us more confidence. Sure. More confidence brings more fishing trips and maybe more people into the sport. So you can't teach people shit if you take them and they don't catch, you know? Right, Mark? You teach them how to figure eight, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, all things considered, got to somewhere, though. Right place, right sure. time, and you're getting ready to get there. You're probably getting ready to go there, right? Oh, yeah. Some trout. Getting there. Oh, you're trout. Mark's got musky coming. coming up. Chad's building a fucking boat he's never going to take out. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, <laughs> asshole. Lots of wells and rivets. You'll no, get there. No, no, ri no rivets. Well, but that's going to be a, no hell of a hell of a lot lighter boat to throw in the water yeah. where we got to go. So Absolutely. And. Hopefully all that shit stays open because water closes, well, land could closes, be, if it could be all this shit closes at one point. If it could be April and May, like all year round, like I would say those those two are two of my favorite fishing months. April and May are great. I'm, I'm pumped that they're here. I'm, I'm you know, in the middle of February, I thought they were never going to come. You know what I mean? And now it's now it's upon us. We have the Youth Mentor Day. That's usually when you'll see the first post come out of me, and it should be a, hopefully a bunch of I thought about up, you, you know, guys and hoped fishing. you were safe because I didn't know if you know what you water looked like. I thought you fucking died in the Lake Erie. I look at the hole. Oh, you kept I've seeing the news. That's what I was going to say. Hey, uh, you guys do any ice fishing? be a lot cooler if you did. All right, all right, all right. Fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what winter's for. You can't be a lazy fuck. Well, you could be, and then, you know, you won't get out. Get to get your exercise. We are getting older. Let's do this. I've been doing a lot Keep of shit. Keep it fucking moving. Outside. i seen you got a shed antler. I'm proud of it. I've been doing a lot of shit outside. It hasn't been fishing related, but it's been a lot of shit outside. We're like 20 days away from foraging, I hope. 
or less or people have been getting mu- or morels in West Mifflin and Fayette County south uh, I don't, south I, I of think Pittsburgh it's weird won't south be how, Pittsburgh. how yeah the PA line is versus our Ohio line because they are getting them south of Ohio Kentucky you know Georgia Pe- all the way up but to, people have gotten them in Pennsylvania oh yeah, yeah but our conditions are they're this big we're all <laughs> yeah we're all in different microclimates yeah. and stupid shit like that but our our season only lasted like I want to say about it 30 short, days last year. It was, it was short a good last year. season, but it was a short season. So with that being said, you have to kind of be prepared. You know what I mean? You got to be ready to hit your spots and be on top of the game. So yeah. hit the spot. Hit the spot, the G spot. And hopefully there's enough water we could get some fish coming up because our water sucks. Not sure why they manage it how they do, but hey. They, they do a what lot they, of good water around. It's that not we don't for sportsmen. Yeah, but I mean, for specific things, I like to use that. With oh, ga- sure, with sure. gas being I, the I, way I it's it priced, yeah. I'm going to fish at home as much as possible because I already did a lot of fucking driving. Sure. I drive hundreds of dollars of gas out for 80 hookups on steelheads, on beads, on center pins. Does that sound crazy or it what? Sounds, sounds pretty gay. But hook me up, motherfucker. Yeah, man. There, there's a lot of fish to be caught this year, and we're going to catch them all. We're soon gonna, we're soon gonna to gonna be, right? Soon to be fresh stories in our... We'll be trying. Yeah. No, it's it's on. It's coming. Hopefully, everybody gets out, has a safe spring, and if you're out already, good luck. Absolutely, man. We are brought to you by... Predator Flagger. Check them out at PredatorFlagger.com. A-Rex-Hooks, A-Rex-Hooks.com. Sims Fishing, simsfishing.com. Yeti coolers, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeti. Hey, check Mark out at urbanflycompany.com. If you're looking to book a musky trip, if you're looking to book a smallmouth trip, check Mark out at urbanflycompany.com. Yeah, if you're looking to do something with a little bit of money, check out Michael at Urban, uh, Urban, down to Earth Wealth Management. Queen City Guiding, queencityguiding.com. Hey, good luck, Ryan, with your baby. I know that's going to be coming right up. Hopefully next yeah, week, Yeah, get man. it done. Friday, good man. Good luck, bud. We're praying for a safe everything. And hopefully we get to talk to Ryan before before everything happens. Who's Ryan? Sounds great. 